The Late Night Alternative with Catherine Boyle. You never know just where the conversation will take you. On Talk Radio. I'm Catherine Boyle. We're taking your calls from now till one o'clock about any old thing. I've got some stuff to talk about, such as, well, I'm looking for your help, actually. I want to collect some medical miracles. I'll tell you why. There is a story behind it. But in the meantime, I mean, I put it on Twitter and I've already had uh, quite a few stories. So bring them. 0344-499-1000. If you have no right to be alive to listen to this right now, let's hear you. Let's laugh death in the face together. Ah, 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 0344-499-1000. You can text me on 87222. Just put talk before your message. Or you can tweet me at talk radio or at flipping calf. Uh, we've already got phone calls racked up. Thank you very much to everyone who's been ringing, by the way, uh, in the course of the week. But if you've been holding back, don't. This is my last one on my own. It'll be back to normal or abnormal on Monday. So uh, now's the time. 0344 499 1000. Hello, Susan. 
Good evening, Catherine. Um, really nice to hear you. And, you know, we all love Ian, but it's so much calmer with just you yourself. I hope you don't mind me saying that. Well, OK, don't speak too soon. You never know what's going to happen. It could be mayhem, Susan. <laughs> no, it won't. Um, what it, what did you mean by your um, opening speech about if we're not well enough to, not to listen to them? No, no, what no. did you mean? We're, we're looking, I'm looking I for me medical miracles, right? If at some point in your life... Mm. You were at death's door, or you had something oh, right. stuck in you, or had to be pulled yeah. out of you in order to cheat death. I want to hear from you tonight. That's what I'm talking about. Well, right. I had, okay, I had a near-death experience. Um, I'd just come out of a really bad emotional breakdown uh, when when my boyfriend, who I was madly in love with, went back home to his native country. And I woke up thinking I was dead. Um, basically, it was horrible. It was a long time ago. And I was crawling around the floor on all fours. And I managed to, I didn't know, I, I, could, I, I was calling out, but my voice was external to my body. Never experienced anything like it before. It was an out-of-body experience. And um, I was in my auntie's house at the time. It was a big old Victorian house. And um, I managed to, I, I could just vaguely get my head together and think, hang on, there's a sink in the corner of the room. And I managed to just crawl over and I could clasp the sink. And I knew I wasn't dead. This probably sounds a complete load of rubbish to you, but if, you'd only understand it if you've had it. It was an out-of-body experience, but uh, then I knew I wasn't dead. But I know this sounds weird. Some people, Cass, have had out-of-body experiences. They call it OOB. Um, and, but if you haven't had it, you won't know what it is. I've heard stories about them, you know, people, yeah. on, people on the operating table who suddenly can see exactly. everything from above. Exactly. But do you believe in it, or do you think it's just an effect of, you know, whatever well, sedation you're under? I'm, I'm pretty sure it does exist, because um, then I, I met someone many years after that, and he said he had actually risen up from the operating table, funnily enough, and, and he, he'd just come out of a very trauma... You see, it's all very complex. Um... Out-of-body experiences can be really beautiful. You can go and you can see a light and you can see flowers and pastures and you don't want to come back. But it, it can also have a dark side and it, it can be bloody horrible, quite frankly. Excuse my swearing. Um, and he had that. He said he could see them operating. I said, how did you get back into your body? He said it was a struggle. I said, yeah, it was a struggle for me. You know, How strange, but, it, but yours came from yeah. like emotional pain rather than something yeah. physical. And I exactly, and I didn't know anything about this till I did a course on psychic um, development. Oh God, twenty years later than that, and the the woman who was giving the lectures lectures, she said, "Had you just had a um, traumatic experience?" And I said, "Yeah, I had actually very traumatic." She said, um, "They've." That is known. They've done research on it and stuff. But you see, I'm not expecting you to believe me. I'm not expecting anybody to believe me because it's such a weird thing. Mm -hmm. you oh, know? No, I believe. I believe that you believe that's what happened. Yeah. Well. well it, and who else is going to? How can I argue with that? Well, it was weird because I knew I could feel the sink and I was absolutely distraught the rest of the night and I didn't say anything. But my auntie, she was in this huge Victorian villa, it was split into two flats and the flat above us 
was occupied by a, a bank clerk. She was very highly skilled. And um, she'd gone into my auntie's flat downstairs. She was above us and she'd gone in and she said, um, I don't know, have you got your niece staying with you? You said you had your niece. And she said, yes. She said, I don't know whether she was having a nightmare, but she was screaming. It was awful. Oh, my God. Terrible. I know. And I had no idea, you know, but I know I was screaming out for help and my voice was just, I can't even explain to you, Kathy, it was really weird, but my voice wasn't within my body. Oh, right. I've had you that know. in moments, I've had mo that in moments of anger or, um... No, this wasn't anger, this was just emotional, I don't know what it was, it was just a total emotional yeah. wipeout, I think. Do you know but, what I've learned about you, Susan, over the course of our conversations? Oh. You're a woman of passions. Really? Yeah, so See, I mean, this, this came from very, heartbreak, you know, and you can you, go to that extreme. I know. You're very perceptive. Have you got a powerful sixth sense? I think you have. I don't know. I, just, I always said, sit like this. You, you've often said things that seem very accurate to me, often. You should do counselling, Kath, and Ian, because I think you're amazing counsellors. I often listen to the show and you give such good advice. You don't profess to be counsellors. You you say you're not counsellors, but you give the most fantastic advice. I love it. Oh, well, thanks very much, Susan. I, I don't think I... I don't know whether that's... Um, no, I think wise. you're brilliant. But you're both brilliant. Here's what happens but with I, me. It's because um, I was a journalist first and I'm used to interviewing people and letting them uh, talk. You Do you like people? I love people. I love watching yeah, people. Yeah. I love yeah. um, weighing things up. I love yeah. them telling you things they don't realise they're telling you. Brilliant. Yes. Do you like to get into their mindset and make and, and wonder what makes them tick? I just find I people. Think. I find people fascinating. I do. Absolutely do you, fascinating. Do you, the thing is, Kath, that to one side. Um, this meat issue, you know, everybody's is really getting on my nerves. I don't, I have, I don't particularly like red meat. But whoa, 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 whoa. Backpedal back a bit. What, what, what meat issue? I, Who's having an issue with meat? Everybody's going on about don't eat meat, save the planet. So that's right. rubbish. We've been, we've been eating meat for thousands of years. Well, let me tell you something, Susan. Mm. I cut down on eating meat recently, like last year or so, because I've been having weird problems with my digestion. Okay. I'm so much better now. Oh, no, I haven't eaten red meat for years, but some, does your husband like red meat? Yeah, but the thing is, I think because during the week, obviously, I eat here, mm. I've got mm. more of a same, and, I, and I'm on my own all day at home because I do because mm. he does the day shift and I do the night shift, really. Okay. It, okay. It, it's not so much of a, you know, it's not so much of a thing it's for us. Issue, no. Yeah, but um, I do need I, it now I, and again because I get a bit anemic, but apart from that, I, I feel a lot better. Yeah, I haven't eaten it for years, I feel like. But I'll tell you something, Kath. I've got, I've had male colleagues at work and they've tried to be vegetarian because their partners and wives were vegetarian. They thought, okay, we'll give it a go. And they felt ill mm. at stopping eating meat. They, they, they told me they felt ill. They felt so ill. After a week, they had to eat a steak or some meat. Now, I'm not going to hold it against you if you ate, eat red meat. It's not evil. You haven't done bad, have you? It's your, everybody's body's the same. Everybody's body is different, Cass. Mm, I wouldn't judge some anyone. Some people love some people love red meat, and some people can do without it. Yeah, but if do you, you know think, what I mean? yeah, I know. But if you think about it from a purely moral question, it's out of order eating other things that live, isn't it? I know. Uh, you see, what it I'm is. Saying. There's no arguing about it. That's why people get annoyed with well, vegans because we know they're right. I'm not a vegan because I I eat eggs. And I can't do that eggs. I love eggs and omelettes. 
that I just wish to God they'd treat the animals better and slaughter them without stressing them, you know, because I just think it's horrible. What should, what should they do instead with the animals then? Send, send them on a holiday well, and then well, surprise frankly, them one night? <laughs> well, well, quite frankly, I just think they should, should, should load them off the truck gently and stop shouting at them, stop taking the sticks to them. Um, I don't, quite frankly, I can do without red meat, but other people can't. Mm. But I just think, and I just don't think they treat them nicely. I think cows are kept pregnant all the time just to give us milk for our cornflakes. I eat so I drink soya, you know, but it's just, it's just, you know, it's just, to me, it's not right to keep a cow pregnant all the time just to supply us with milk. And they take the babies away after a few weeks. Mummy can't stay with the baby. She can't bond with the baby. The baby screams for mummy. Mummy screams for the baby. They've got feelings just like we have. You know, you might disagree with me, but I just think it's cruel. It's just so hard, you know. But then I spoke to a farmer many years ago, and he said, well, look, if you leave that calf with the cow after she's given birth to him and you let them bond, it's the cruelest thing you can do because the bond is so powerful. He'd been a farmer for many years, and he said they bond so powerfully. And if you take that, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I I just... Do you drink soya or do you drink milk? Yeah, only because I'm trying. I'm experimenting with things that don't make me. Oh, in, I, I was turning yeah. into you know um, in Willy Wonka when the girl um, eats the chewing gum that makes her swell up. That started happening to me every night. I would go like I was five months pregnant. And I couldn't work out what it was, so I started do sort you? of experimenting with cutting down on milk. I know milk what you seems mean. to have done it. But do you think? Do you get that? Do you think you're gluten intolerant? Is it bread as well that gets you like that? Uh, not so much. It was it's milk, I think. Oh, really? And it's lactose it, intolerant. In, uh, lo- lactose, lactose intelligent. Intolerant. Yeah, exactly. Intolerance, but you can get lactose free milk. Or you can, if you get soya, it's I like soya. Do you? Have you what I, do you I, think I about soya? I don't really like it in cups of tea. I think oat milk no. is the one for me. You like oat milk? Yeah. Really? It's the only one that's not as noticeable. Okay. Anyway, right, okay, that's cool. Thanks for fa- thanks for phoning, Susan. I'm going to have to go because I've got loads of other people to talk thanks, to. Not that I would for having my call. Oh, pleasure. Not that I wouldn't spend the whole evening talking to Susan, but um, I don't think I would. Oh, three four 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 nine nine one thousand. If you want to give me a buzz, I would appreciate it. Here's Angela. Hey, Angela. Hello, Kathleen. Hello. Hey, sorry, to called for just uh, being so tired with the fresh air and that. Uh, that's fine. <laughs> I don't need a note. <laughs> for you to be uh, permitted to uh, to stay away, it's fine. So how are you doing yeah. now? You're right. Um, yeah. Um, why why a cord? You know the death experience. Yeah. I had one way back in the eighties, eighty three. Um, it was a head injury, and um, I've been battling with it again. Um, this week, uh, didn't know who to talk to. I've been getting um like flashbacks um how it happened oh blimey if you don't mind me asking how did it happen it was um i was on one of these like um training courses i was doing um like uh it was brilliant they were gonna offer me a job but it closed down through to funds and um it it just box fell on me but because i used my arm and stop it actually killing me it 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 was it was just a quick 
instant that you had to move. I didn't know what it was at first, but it completely fell on me, and I was, I was landed in hospital. But um, my I spoke to a, a good friend of mine. So why don't you see a doctor? Um, about it. And well, about the uh, fact that it's flaring up again, or yeah. And uh, so, so I sat in the doctor's surgery, and he says. He, he knows me well and all. And he said, out of it. I said, oh, I'm all right, I'm all right. And then when I came away, well, should I have told him? <laughs> yeah, but, you probably should have. Yeah. It's just a bit strange, isn't it, after all these years? What do, you think, what, what do you think started it off again? I don't know. Um, certain, certain things are coming back. Um, certain subjects coming back that I want to do and now I can do them. Right. Uh, and it took a long time to get them subjects back. Um, I, I don't know, Kathleen, I've got no idea. Have a word with your doctor. Mm. Yeah, because I've I, I seen a, a documentary, um, no, it was a series, and I think it was David Tennant, one of the doctors who actors. He did... Um, from it on head injury, and he he lost a lot, and he was showing how it it's got a dark side to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a very dark side to head injury. Um, what do you mean people, he lost a lot? Do you mean that he he what lost he, his memory or? Yeah, he lost him in the in the series. It was quite good. It was, oh, it right, was, okay. He wanted to promote the the actual um, uh, that side of things. It was, it was brilliant. It was. I wish he brought it back. Um, uh, but it was it was very good, but it, it's just a bit, little bit on the strange side. Hmm. Um, How strange! I spoke to a few people, and they said, they, they said, not people said I've been a bit quiet um, to my normal self. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, the fact that you're getting sort of flashbacks now is it is it upsetting you, or is it just um, a, a bit puzzling? Are you worried about uh, it? I feel a bit, um, what's the word? I felt a bit suicidal at one point. Oh my god, right. Well, definitely go and talk yeah. to the doctor about it. If it's making uh, you feel suicidal, flipping out. It was, it was going in and out, in and out. It was driving me nuts. Oh, and, uh, I remember you telling me about this. You felt like yeah. it was, um, you were getting deja vu all the time. Yeah. And it, it started up again. Right. Um, I, I do wonder whether your meds are right then in that case. It's this it's, it's, um, metformin. My sugar's been a bit high. Yeah. That just, and he said the heat don't help anyway. No, that, that'll, that'll play a part. But if you worry, go mm. and talk to your doctor. Mm. I don't know if you noticed, but um, I, I've been struck off for some time now after... Um, Yes, I did notice. I did um, tweet. <laughs> I'm I joking, tweet but what I'm saying in. is I'm not a doctor, uh, so, I, you know, uh, I'm not the person to give you advice, but it doesn't sound right, and if it's worrying you, mm. you've got to go and talk to them. I did tweet to see if you were all right about your cough. Um, oh, I tweeted cough. A few, a few, Yeah, I tweeted a few times, um, missing a nice holiday, but I just thought I'd let you know I was there. All right, okay. Kind of. Angela, mm-hmm. it's always a pleasure to hear from you. And you, mate. Don't, so don't suffer in silence, though. Go and talk to your doctor, really. I think mm. it's important. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah. All right. All right, darling. Cheers, love. Take care. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. And that those two calls kind of encompass it. We started off talking about one thing, ended up talking about something completely different. So if you want to chat, you know where to come. The late night alternative with Catherine Boyle. Speech radio with a difference. Talk radio. I mean, not that it matters, but the reason why I asked you about medical miracles is because I saw this story about a, a former prisoner who tried to top himself by eating a toothbrush 20 years ago. He's finally had it removed. It's been in there for 20 years. Uh, apparently, it was nearly unrecognisable. Can't imagine. I bet it. I bet the smell was something else, don't you? Flipping it. And appeared to have completely blackened, and the bristles had disintegrated. The ex-con, surnamed Lee. L-I, not uh, L-E-E, went to the doctors after experiencing pain in his abdomen and he was sent for a CT scan in Shenzhen, China. Stunned by their discovery, doctors discovered the object lodged in his bile duct and asked how it got there. They used an endoscope to fish the toothbrush out from his intestines. Lee, 51, revealed how he'd swallowed the toothbrush in his prison cell two decades ago in a botched suicide attempt. He'd reportedly contract... My God... He'd reportedly contracted HIV through his drug use, something for him at the time was too much to cope with. Surprisingly, the toothbrush did absolutely nothing, and Lee had to carry out the rest of his sentence. He stopped taking drugs, began HIV treatment, and was released from prison with the all-clear from HIV negative. What? What? He reportedly contracted it through his drug use. But then he, then he, then he, then they cleared him with it. Does that sound right to you? Someone's written off this article, gone to the pub, finished it off. Lee is now married with two children. Local media reported if the toothbrush had stayed inside him, there was a large chance it would have reached his liver and led to a fatal infection. Now that is the long game. Uh... Right, so uh, I'm not sure what that story around that was, but basically a man tried to kill himself by swallowing his toothbrush and they've just fished it out and it was a state. So medical miracles. I mean, that if, the, if that story is right, that's a medical miracle in times two. Uh, but ah, flipping out. Sometimes you read the articles online and they're very, very poorly written. And I do kind of wonder... If those chimps with typewriters are finally bearing fruit. Uh, let's have a chat with... All right, Alan Caddick. I'm assuming he's still awake. Yeah. Hey! Can you chimps on the line? Alan Caddick, do not do yourself down. How have you been this week? Hello, my cowboy. I was not calling last night. I fell asleep. Oh, that's fair enough. Well, sometimes you call us and then fall asleep, so I prefer it that way round. Well, I was... Well, I had to get up early because I had an appointment in town. Oh, yeah. Long story. I've got time. It's, it's government-related. Ah, licence to th- thrill? Not allowed to say. Oh. It's financial as well. I see. Anyway, first day of the Premiership season today. Yeah. And um, Liverpool had a stock result. Did they? Maybe, no, it's 4 1. With who? But like I say, it was, it was, like I say, it was a shock result. Because 
you certainly saw score halfway through the season. Not the first game of the first day of the first of the season. Well, I, I knew I felt special when I woke up this morning. I didn't know why. Now I do. But, but like I say, the, the season starts tomorrow. Oh, good. We, we play Tottenham at New White Hart Lane. Who's we? Villa's playing Tottenham. All oh, right. Kick off at half five, live on TalkSport or on local radio if you're listening in Birmingham or in London. Right. I'm busy. But, you, but what would you want to listen about? You want to listen to talk, talk radio. Of course you do. But I know here the governor's back on Monday, so we can't talk about football then. I wish you wouldn't talk about it now. But you said I said, Kath. kind of did. But you might let me talk about the national back in April. Well... I find that it was topical. Yeah, well, it's all things that happen. But um, yeah, I, I find I find your abilities when it comes to the Grand National fascinating. But football, I couldn't give a toss. Well, football's my second sport anyway. Is it? Yeah. My first sport will always be the horse racing. Mm-hmm. So, has he got? Has he got you some ice cream or some tagliatelle for Monday? Um, I don't think so. I don't think it'll transport very well, ice cream. Mm, not if you've got a freezer bag. Ah, oh, right, okay, yeah, I'll send him a note. Send him a treat. Do you have to get the Neapolitan? Ne- right. What, the ones that come in a block and there are three different colours? Yeah, that's the one. All oh, right, yeah, I'll, I will. I'll look forward to that. Um, why can't you tell me about this government meeting? Because no, because... If I talk about it, I'll lose me money. Oh, okay. Okay. All right, then, well, um, when will you find out? Well, I'll find out when I look at me bank statement in April if the money's gone up or if it's gone down. Okay. Well, thanks for ringing. Take care. Bye. I have no idea what that was about at all to you. Not a Scooby. Hello, Giselle. Hi. Hi. Apparently Norwich had a shock result. Today. Oh my God! If you start, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm gonna. Uh, Norwich had a shock result. I didn't even know they were playing. That's how much of a shock it was for me. Yeah, same. No idea. Um, how are you, Catherine? I'm all right. What you got? Weird week. Weird week. I painted a room, baked a pie, and then a friend died. Oh. Yeah. I'm really sorry about that. Fine. Pardon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, me too. It was just, uh, it was a bit unexpected. Yeah, I imagine um, it was. Yeah, well, one of those, one of those people that's, um, a very recognisable face in the community, so it's just, it's a bit, um, it looks to be an overdose. So oh, not God. entirely shocking, but in, in, in some ways, but in other ways just, Shocking in terms of that that particular person because they were always around. Yeah. That makes sense. So, yeah, uh, I, know, I know what you mean. There are some people you always expect to see again. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, that was strange, and uh, yeah, just been one of those those weeks that's just been up and down and stuff. Right. God, well, I'm sorry. It's been such a you know, because it sounded so positive to start with, the painting, the yeah. the pie. Yeah, um, the pie was good. What pie was it? I uh, made a plum and strawberry pie. Fancy. Mmm. Delish. Uh, you've got into baking recently, haven't you? 
Uh, I've, I've always kind of had a knack for it, um, but I, I tend to do it if I'm stressed or bored. Yeah. Um, or if somebody asks me to. Um, but, um, yeah, I'm, I'm not too bad. I, I'm not as... Oh, we've lost her. Things, Your phone's in I... and out a bit, Giselle. I don't know what's going on there. Um, hang on a second. How's this? Is that any better? Yes, let's see. Cool. Um, yeah, I'm not any. Uh, I'm, I'm not as good at pies as I am at cakes. But uh, yeah, I tend to do it if I'm if I'm stressed out or if I need something to do. So that yeah, that's been um, fun to kind of experiment with. But uh, pies pies difficult in terms of lifting pastry into a dish without it breaking. Yep, I hear you. I'm 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 not very tall, so so I kind of have to lift it up. And, and gravity is and, and stuff. It's it's it's. it's, it's mm. How do you get yeah. the ends looking nice? Because I never know when you're supposed to trim it. Uh, I I just kind of rough chop it with a knife and hope for the best. Ah, uh, uh, we're both but, and, and, we're both scratching around in the dark. Then there must be a technique, Giselle. I've just never I've never found it. Well, you just use like a fork and sort of pinch it in, sort of use the plate as a guide, I think. Yeah. Um, grill the top, make it look a bit pretty, use a bit of an egg wash or something. Um, as long as you don't, you don't steam clean it. No, know, for God's sake, don't steam clean your pie, ladies. <laughs> leaf out of uh, <laughs> anybody's book or anything. There's a story about, there's a story about people storing chocolate in it today. What? Yeah. Yeah. Why? I don't know. I mean, I think people have just got to stop treating it like a spare pocket. Treat it with more respect. Wow. Outrageous. Anyway, that leads that, that leads us down in another alley. Um, Giselle, nice to hear from you. I've got to go. Okay. Well, thank you for a load of good shows. <laughs> Thanks very much. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Yeah, we went from talking about pies to something different. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. I've got Gareth, I've got Alistair, and then I've got room for you if you fancy it. Give us a shout. If you uh, would rather tweet, it's at Talk Radio, or you can text Talk and your message to eight seven two two two. There's a weird vibe tonight, isn't there? Yeah, I can feel it too. The late night alternative with Catherine Boyle on Talk Radio. Hmm, lots of speculation on Twitter about what exactly Caddick was trying to tell us by not telling us anything. Uh, Krista reckons that it was Caddick telling us he's the new Chancellor of the Exchequer. Uh, and Helen reckons uh, he's either training for MI5 or the DWP have him under surveillance. I mean, maybe both. Uh, 03444991000 number to call. I'm looking for medical miracles. If you have no right to be, uh, really, in science, to be listening to us right now, you should have, um, I don't know, you should have shuffled off your mortal coil a while ago they found something in you that shouldn't have been in there they took something out of you that shouldn't have been in there i want to hear from you please we're talking about the guy who uh, in china who was in prison and uh, swallowed a toothbrush 20 years ago and they finally removed it apparently it's a right old state but uh, he was very lucky that they got it out when they did because it was heading towards his vital organs uh, let's talk to Gareth, who, you know, in many ways, we're all medical miracles, Gareth. We're all an accident of fate. I'm glad you're joining me tonight. <laughs> yeah, uh, some of us are genuine accidents as well. <laughs> I am, I have to say. I definitely am. <laughs> so tell me what brings you to us tonight. I was going to uh, mention to you about your bloats 
situation with the when you drink milk? Yes. Yeah, you need to uh, you need to drink full fat green milk. Really? Yes, because when uh, when you buy milk from the store, not not that there's a problem with that, because they pasteurize it, it changes the lactose in it, and some people can't digest the lactose once it's been pasteurized. But if you go green, which is i.e. unpasteurized, right? From from the farm gate, you obviously uh, nobody is not able to process that. Uh, is that, the, is that the same thing as raw milk? It's raw milk, yes. Green I thought milk. that, I didn't know you were allowed to buy that. Or you allowed to, I thought that yeah. was a bit. No, no, you can buy that. There's a lot of farms that sell it at the farm gate now from robotic dispensers. Oh really? Yep. So okay. if you look, uh, there's a raw milk, um, website, so you can find out where you can buy that milk locally, and it tastes significantly bad. Do you know what? I've, I've been off it so long and because of the things it was doing to me, I've just gone right off milk completely, but I'll, I'll consider it. I'll, I, you know, I, I never rule anything out. I just think it's really weird how I've been drinking milk since I was a kid. You know, I'm that generation where we used to get the free stuff at school and, you know, sometimes it was nice and sometimes it was a bit cheesy, but we drank it for years and years and then all of a sudden it seems to completely, I don't know, I can't touch it at all. Um... A lot of people's diets change as well, so everybody's trying to pull starch out of their diet, so it means that your stomach is not able to process the proteins and the starches and the fats and the milk in the same way it used to be. The mm. Asians have the same problem. They can't process dairy products that well, or as well as we can. So uh, they they have to build up to it, and they, they will only drink uh, uh, full fat also. But another thing, a, a, a minor uh, medical... Uh, um, miracle miracle that would have worked um <laughs> i broke my foot and um i broke a metatarsal the outside one right. and um i drank i drank i had my first x-ray and two weeks later i used to have another one and i was in one of the special boots to support it so i drank for two weeks three pints of full fat milk solid and bear in mind the first time they told me it's going to be eight to ten weeks before that heals fully. I went back in two weeks and it fully healed. Are you working for the milk board or something? What's going on with you? <laughs> I do work in the dairy industry. Yeah. <laughs> I knew uh, it! Not biased. <laughs> I knew it! I knew it! So all that stuff about milk being good for your bones, you're living proof. It's full of calcium. Yeah, of course, it of course it is. Oh. Well, you've, got, you've got to go for the raw, the, the, the raw milk because people nowadays are so averse to any kind of dirt or any kind of germ bacteria that we're just going to get ill with no thing so mm. my kids my kids drink raw milk off the farm gate from a farm that i can walk to the farm to pick our milk up but so hang on i thought pasteurizing was supposed to make it safer is it not dangerous especially it for kids some of the it cleans the bacteria out so yes obviously the younger you are the more the more you should stay away from it. But middle-aged and obviously older generations should stick to How very dare you. All right, thanks, Sorry. Gareth. <laughs> thanks, Gareth. I, I, I'll have a think about it. Go ahead, Take that. care of yourself, Mr. Milky Milky. 03444991000 if you want to give me a shout. I mean, it's a thought. It's a thought. I happen to know our next caller is a medical... No, has witnessed a medical miracle. That's the way around it goes, doesn't it, Amy? Oh my God, absolutely. Go on, tell us what happened. 
Um, so I came back from the gym on Thursday. Dinner was ready, so we'd sat at the table. Um, and I was next to my brother, and it was one of those things where, you know, they make a cough for a noise, and you're like, oh, it's just gone down the wrong hole. Mm-hmm. So it gave him, you know, a little pat on the back. Um, but then this noise came out of him that I've never heard come out of a human before. All right, um, can you give us something similar? Um, like someone taking their last gulp of air. Oh, my God, like a proper... Yeah, really, really loud. Um, and that was it. He just went completely silent. He stood up. Um, apologies for the TMI, but there was, like, fluid pouring out of him. Um, and this noise would just would not stop. Um, and we soon realised he was choking. Um, so thankfully, obviously, my mum's a nurse and she took him straight into the kitchen. Um, and I mean, he's six foot four and she's like five foot seven. So there's a little bit of a height difference there. And yeah. she was trying to do the Heimlich and these chest um, movements that they do. And she was going and going. I was on the phone to 999 um, and he was losing. I've never seen a human go the colour that he was going. God, how terrifying. Um, absolutely. Um, and honestly, the noise, I never want to hear it again. Um, I ha- we had six ambulances on their way because, well, I mean, it was a matter of who could get there first. Right. Um, and the minute they arrived, I'd let them in and he was about to be on the floor. They, my mum was literally about to start CPR. Um, and, I'd, yeah, it was, if she wasn't, I mean, they saved him, obviously. Thank mm-hmm. goodness he's alive. Um, he was taken into hospital, but what I did mean, they do? Did they up. get? Did they give him the Heimlich or something else? Um, so they were brought him back round, and they were going to have to make an incision in the neck. <gasps> um, but they, my mum, that they managed to stand him back up. She did one more manoeuvre, and, and it moved slightly down. Good God! Um, because when they took him into hospital in an X-ray, they could see it's still stuck. Um, but I mean, without her. They, even the ambulance crew said that it would have been a completely different story. And if my brother said when he got back from hospital, it was like, I honestly thought that was it. Yeah. Yeah, because he can't tell you what's the matter. He's just hoping you're going to twig and do something that helps dislodge it. But obviously it was quite far down, whatever it was. Yeah, well, I mean, it was a piece of chicken, but, oh, it was just awful. So, yeah, he is incredibly lucky. And, I mean, yeah, like I say, if it wasn't for my mum being there... Um, yeah, it would have been a very, very different story. So yeah. I consider my mum and my brother to be two little medical miracles this week. Um, it's just made me think about a, a situation we had when I had my first baby and she, well, it was the first night she was back and we'd had to stay in hospital overnight when I'd had her anyway um, because she'd got into distress when she was being born. Um, and so I took her home and in the middle of the night there was a weird noise. When you're talking about the weird noise, there was a weird yeah. noise from her. And, you know, you're always kind of, when you first bring your baby home, I, I just didn't sleep properly for, for ages. You sleep very, very light. Every single noise you hear, when they stop snoring, you you know, you have to put your hand out and make sure that they're still breathing. You, and especially because it's been quite traumatic. And I think a lot of people's first baby is traumatic because you've got nothing to compare it to. But um, I was just sort of hypervigilant with her a bit, really. Um, a bit hypervigilant. Um, and that noise... And she was choking. She was choking. <laughs> and so I took her in the spare room where I had all the, like, the baby stuff set up. And I don't know where I got it from, but I tipped her over onto her 
front with a bum in the air and I smacked that baby's back as hard as I could and all this brown gunk came flying out. I don't know where I learnt that, I don't know how I knew to do it, but it's the weirdest thing, that kind of instinct that kicks in where you go, right, well, yeah. this is it, we're on our own, kid, we're going to have to do something. And and I could tell that, that she that she was choking, just absolutely terrifying, that can come out of nowhere. It's honestly one of the most horriblest things I've ever heard and witnessed in my life. Yeah. And I don't, I don't wish it upon anyone, and I wouldn't, I don't want to hear it ever again. Has it made you think maybe a first aid course might be called for? Um, well, I mean, obviously you know my line of work, so yeah. we um, have that sort of training anyway. Right. Um, but I'm just a natural worrier. Yeah. Um, but obviously, I mean, like I say, my mum's a nurse, and I live with her, so at the moment I know that, you know, she'll she'll always be able to step in. Um, but I've got sort of a basic level of training. Yeah. I think for me it's probably more about learning just to <laughs> try and be a little bit calmer and focus on, you know, just trying to resolve the situation rather than what's going to, what th- could go wrong. I think you would surprise yourself if it was completely down to you. You were lucky your mum was there, but I think if it mm. was completely down to you, you'd probably step in. Yeah, I'd like to think so. <laughs> you, but you never know, do you? This is the thing, no. right? Whenever we talk about, you know, have-a-go heroes and, um, you know, moments of crisis when someone strides forth and takes control, that person would never have thought they would be that person. I think, you know, it's some people freeze and other people jump in and it's down to the level of um, proximity, maybe, when you, if you think, right, well, if, someone, if no one else is going to do it, I'm going to have to get in there. Um, yeah. I think you would, people do surprise themselves. I think yeah, you would. I think you're right. It I depends you on, you need to be in that situation. Yeah. I never thought I'd be Heimlich in a baby. <laughs> oh, <thank> you. <laughs> anyway, th- thanks for ringing. I'm glad your brother's all right. Oh, thank you. And thanks for a brilliant week. Oh, thanks very much. You um, be nice to your mum this weekend. It sounds like she deserves it. Oh, well, I'm working, but I will do my best. <laughs> Good stuff. Thanks very much, Amy. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. Um, I've got Chris, I've got Alistair, I've got Nigel, I've got Jake. Nigel, I'm going to come to you in a bit because I said I'd give you plenty of time. Uh, let's have a quick word with Chris. What's going on uh, in Port Talbot? Hey, Chris. Hello, Catherine. Hello. I, I, I feel slightly guilty now. Uh, people say doing... <laughs> the only thing I got to complain about today, I went to the dentist and I thought I was going to have my two front teeth out. And my dentist is called Claire. And she said, oh, we can save those teeth for you, Chris. Brilliant. Why did you think your teeth were going to have to come out? Because I can't see myself in the mirror anymore. Uh-huh. And I, I, I put my finger on, on my front teeth. And, uh, all the enamelers came off. Uh. And, uh, see, and when I was um, just listening to your other caller about uh, things, well, I've had different things in life. Christ. <laughs> my wife was a diabetic. Oh. I, I, I didn't realise at the time. Right, that's terrifying. Oh, I used to catch. I used to catch her. Yeah. Bring her round. Yeah, my my first boyfriend was diabetic, and that's. Uh... You don't understand something. I did eventually. Mm-hmm. I did. Yeah. 
I know I'm, it took me a long time. I'm a bloody daft, I am. Well, it, it starts off with a kind of funny turn, doesn't it? And they start talking nonsense. And then before you know it, it can get quite serious. Gosh, of course, yes, really. Yes, yes, yes. But I, I bet you yes. became a bit of a pro at dealing with it in the end, didn't you? Oh, I did. You know what the drill is. Oh, <laughs> I was gowned up in... In, I went, they used to think I was staff over the hospital. That, that's how much I, I got involved in it. Really. Oh, really? So, yeah. she, she got to the point where she had to be taken to hospital? Was that when she first uh, was found out to be diabetic? No, she, she was... Um... Um... She had renal failure. Ah. All the things that goes with being a diabetic, I suppose. You can do, yeah. She had retina <laughs> retinopathy as well. Mm. Gosh, Chris, I, d I didn't know you'd been married. What do you mean? I didn't know you'd been married. Yes. You talk about your ex-girlfriend, but I didn't know that you'd had a wife. No. <laughs> yeah. Not for long. Mm-hmm. We were only married, uh, I met her in college. What do you mean? You didn't know I... You never mentioned well, it before. I think I have, haven't I? To Ian and I've mentioned... I, I know, so. she would have been You're 50 this wow. year. Wow. So, so what happened? Did she die? Yes. Oh, I'm so sorry. I found her dead in bed. Oh, man. I don't know. And you're only young. Well, we were at the time. Um, she's only 32. I'm sorry, that's no age at all, is it? She was a... <laughs> She was a. She she told me off because she always wanted to come home. She did mm -hmm. uh, when she was in hospital, and, <coughs> and I did the worst thing I could have said to her, Catherine. I said, "Right, we'll bring the the, the bed downstairs. We'll put it in in the lounge." No, you bloody will not. <laughs> <laughs> She didn't want to be treated like an invalid. No. <laughs> well, no. I, no, I wouldn't use that one. I, I, I carried her upstairs. Yeah. Oh, I was terrible. And because I started losing my sight, I thought, oh. It was all right walking up the stairs. It was coming back down. Yeah. And I thought, oh, oh. Right, be careful now, Chris. Don't. Oh, but there are just where it is, Catherine. So we we all got our different problems. Like that other caller, she was saying uh, about the mum uh, having to do a heim heimlich manoeuvre on her. Yeah. Christ, I I used to bring Claire round. Never 
mind. Keep on smiling. <laughs> Thank you for letting us know about that. I, d- I had no idea. I feel like every time we have a conversation, Chris, we, we get to know you a bit more. I was only married for five years. I was. I met her in college. So. What were you studying? <laughs> Women. <laughs> 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 Sorry. Sorry, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> I think that's what a lot of people did in college. I know. It was a constant parade, wasn't it, really, when you think about it. I remember sitting in lectures, lectures and, uh, yeah, and uh, sort of methodically going through, <laughs> going through everyone's walk <laughs> through the door. That's what it is to be young, isn't it? I d- yeah, I, I, it, 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 I don't, it's just, I, <laughs> okay, I, <laughs> after a year, because, after a year, I I I said to Claire, <laughs> right, I, I'm not going to meet you any. And I, I took a took a year out. I did. Mm-hmm. I avoided her, but mm-hmm. I made sure that you know I you know I hope she's okay and yeah. And the last day on or the last evening, I've never been asked out. By a woman before, she asked me to go out on 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 last, and I I turned it down. What? I did. Why? Because you were you were taken aback. You were taken aback. Say again. I said, was it because you were taken aback that she'd asked you out? That's why he said no. Yeah, I I I just didn't. I I know it's a terrible thing to do, and but on, on the open day. I, I met her mum and dad, which I'd met, I'd met them before, and I said to Claire, I give her a kiss, and I said, you know, Claire, take care of yourself, and I don't know, I, I, I buggered off to university, and, um, this, on her, her sister's behalf, um, she sent me a letter. When was the last time you had a letter? Oh, I used to get love letters when I was at college. I know, it did. People don't do that anymore, do they? No, it's all text they now. They just email. Send a picture of the e- privates. They just email dodgy <laughs> emails or bloody Instagram or... Yeah. <laughs> I know. I terrible. Those were the days, Chris. I still I like know, a letter. I, I, I still really love a letter. Good for you, Catherine. Hey, good yeah, for you. It is, isn't it? Yeah. And, do you know when I, I could, I could still see enough then. Mm. I could. And her sister wrote me a letter, and. I thought, oh, I got to react to this. Yeah, I did. And we ended up, we got married. Oh, Chris. You are? Never mind. (laughs) Listen, we're running a short time. I've got to go. Oh, yeah. But thank you very much for telling us about Claire. Sounds like a really special time. Say again, sorry. I said thanks very much for telling us about Claire. Claire was a beautiful, 
gregarious. Oh, she'd like shopping in um, Caramillan. <laughs> <laughs> she liked. She liked all. all. Oh, Chris, she sounds wonderful. Thank you for telling us about her. We've got to go. We've got to take some news, but we'll talk again, all right? Thanks very much, Chris. 0344-499-1000. This is The Late Night Alternative. The Late Night Alternative with Catherine Boyle on Talk Radio. I'm the darkness in the light. I'm the leftness in the right. I'm the rightness in the wrong I'm the shortness in the long I'm the goodness in the bad I'm the saneness in the mad I'm the sadness in the joy I'm the gin in the gin so boy the gin soap boy ba 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 la da 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 ba 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 I'm the ghost in the machine I'm the genius in the
fans treat for you and if you've never heard them before get on it there's loads of great stuff oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand this is the late night alternative i've got uh mark i've got nigel i've got jake i've got alistair but i've always got time for you if you want to give me a ring oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the number to call here's alistair hello 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 you're on Oh, I'm sorry, I, uh, the sound dropped dropped out just at the wrong moment. I know. What happened was I put you in the magician's hat and pulled you yeah. out, and you're the rabbit. Oh, right. And in oh, the meantime, you're in the magic realm, and so you couldn't hear anything. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> um, in other words, our but, system's crap, and you kind of drop out halfway through. Anyway, well, it's nice I was going to ask you, um, do you either prefer your new studio to your old one or not? Um, uh, uh, do you know what? I didn't really form a massively strong attachment to the old place. I quite like right. the fact that now we've got control of our own faders. That's nice. But, yeah. um, you know, I've kind of worked in enough studios that once I know where all the buttons are, you know, it's much of a muchness to me. I do like working in a nice, bright building now, whereas before, I remember in the first week, I went into the kitchen and turned the light on and I saw a mouse scarper behind the dishwasher. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so, yeah. there we go. There we go. And is it easy to get to? It, it's about the same. I mean, I live flipping miles away, so it takes me about an hour and a half, two hours to get in every day, but I wouldn't do it if I didn't love it. And also, you know, I've got a reasonable car. I can stick a podcast on or listen to the radio. It gives me a oh, bit of yeah. time to myself, you know, because otherwise I'm just sitting around the house with the sprogs all day and uh, my brain goes a little bit to mush. But anyway... You know, I'm not going to worry right. about it. I've got a brilliant job and I'm really, really, really lucky. Um, and uh, I'm really appreciative of all the people that are ringing up this week. It's been fab. Well, I was going to say, you've had some lovely callers this week. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's been a real boon to, to listen to you. Um, I've got a number of things anyway, uh, but I know that you're busy, so I'll, I'll, no, go I'll on, run through time. these. No, you aren't. So, um, I know that... Um, Chris mentioned letters, and I wondered if you got my card, you and Ian. Oh, where, was it a little while I ago? Sent, 
Yeah, but two or three weeks. I yes. sent it to the new address. Yes, I did get it. Thank you so much for that. Thank yeah. you so much. It was it's very nice of you. But here's the thing. I'm really yeah. pr- I'm really proud of you, and I'm really proud of what you're achieving. So don't thank us. You know, be um, be proud of what you've done. Because you're turning oh, no. stuff around. Yeah, I am. Yeah, and uh, I've I've come out out the other end after a sort of a little bit of a downtime at the beginning of the week. Yeah. And and you've you've helped with that with your show. Thanks. So. Um, so that's that. The, I wondered if you got caught in the electric power shop today. No, not at all. As I was driving in, I heard about it, and I thought, oh, it's going to be mayhem in, in London, because they were talking about yeah. the um, traffic signals not working, but it's fine by the time I got in. Okay. Absolutely fine. I saw someone on Twitter joked, best joke I've seen all day, that maybe uh, someone had turned the power off and on again on UK to try and sort us out, but apparently... Reboot yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It'd be a good idea. Um, and how much did you, can I ask you, how much you and Ian paid for your kiss tickets, please? Oh, I don't know. I don't know, um, you'd have to ask him. Oh, right, okay. But they weren't, well, the they re- weren't like the top-notch ones, but they were still brilliant. I mean, what a show. Yeah. Because the reason I ask, um, I'm really into Lana Del Rey, right? And she's announced uh, a tour next year, and she's doing the O2 in February. Right. So I went on the website, and... Um, like a, a seated ticket with all the, you know, the extra you have to pay. It's thirty. It's thirty quid more than my age cap. What? Ninety quid. Yeah. Do you know what? That probably sounds about right. It's a. It's a. Yeah. It's an absolute uh, treat these days. I remember when you used to be able to buy a ticket to go and see a concert for the amount you pay for the car park in some of yeah. these places. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You've got to be determined to go. And, uh, I mean, I haven't got one yet, because I'm not sure I can justify it to myself, really. Well, Um, here's the thing. Treat yourself. If you can afford it, if you can make it work, I think that if anything, if you've learned anything in the last few months, Alistair, is that you've got to seize the joy in life, right? Oh, yeah. And too many of us just go from day to day and do the boring stuff. I think you've got to have something to look forward to. But I think they should follow the uh, Ian and Kath um, pricing formula, which is very, very, very generous. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, 11 to 15 quid. I think she's probably doing something slightly more elaborate than we'll be doing. (laughs) But, um, yes, well, I'll I'll rethink that. And finally, um, again, maybe I've got you to thank for this. I had a, and it links into the, you know, the medical thing about, still being here. Because yeah. um, I had a dream about my grandmother. Okay. And um, I was particularly close to my grandmother on my dad's side because when I was born, um, I nearly died then because um, I had to have my... I was a rhesus baby. Right, yeah. So I had to have all my blood changed. And apparently it was... I was told it was touch and go. Right, so you're you're O negative? Something like, I don't know what the detail is. Yeah, because I am as well, but I think because my mum's the same, I didn't have to go through all that, but I've heard that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, um, uh, anyway, so I, I, and then I think, although it wasn't said, because I think it was a bit of a secret in the family, that my mother had, um, what do they call the less serious form of postnatal depression? Right. Um, and she already had two kids at home, 
with my two brothers. So I was farmed out to my grandma, you see, mm-hmm. as a baby. Um, and so last night, and this is for a long time, I, I actually dreamed, sorry, dreamed about my grandmother. And uh, it was great to see her. Mm-hmm. I remember just, just feeling um, within the dream very, very comfortable and um, happy. Um, and then I walked out of uh, the living room that we were in. I went into the back room, and there was this sort of little child there in in a cot. And um, this may be too Freudian, I don't know, but I think that was me as a child, and I was comforting the child. Oh. So, yeah. Very odd. And when I woke up, you know that thing that you said where you wake up and for a few moments you think, oh my goodness, but Grandma's still alive. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's uh, it's kind of weird. It's weird, but once you, you know, it's sad when you realise they're not anymore. But I, yeah, yeah. I, I've kind of learned to take it as a little bonus. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I just thought it was interesting, but... I don't know about you, but my dreams are very vivid at the moment. Um, Like I used to have dreams which I could barely remember, but these are very detailed and very vivid in colour. Oh, God, well, I've been on the night nurse this week, so mine are all over the shop. Oh, right. (laughs) Yes. Have Have there been, did you pay for an agency night nurse? (laughs) Very good. Sorry. (laughs) I think you know what uh, your dreams have been about. Um, I don't think they'd come here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Alistair, it's so nice to hear you laughing. Thanks for ringing. Yeah. I've got a, I've got a joke for, well, not a joke, but, um, um, but I love listening to Susan earlier and Angela and, and Alan. Yeah. And uh, something I thought that Alan might say, but also I was going to genuinely ask you, I bet you're looking forward to the, the second test next week on England oh, Australia. God. I mean, it just never ends. It never ends in my house. The reason why I don't like football is because I was brought up in a household where my dad was a football journalist, right? I was so going to say, ask, it, ask your dad about it, it. We had one telly, right? And so he was apparently working a lot at home. And, and he would sit on watching the football and he'd get really aerated about it. And he'd sit, mum used to go, oh, he's on the bench again. He would sit on the, he would sit on the sofa and when they were running for a goal, my dad would be up. He'd be up and he was sort of acting it out. He got us really into it. Anyway, so I just never got it. I never got it. And football became the thing that my sister had in common with dad. You know, me and dad would talk oh, about right. books and stuff and he would try and sort of encourage me educationally. My sister decided that she couldn't compete with that. So football was her thing. So that's, you know, and then I marry a, a cricketer. So who also well, follows Luton Town. So, you know, it, one season finishes, the next one starts and it's just always bloody on. That's all I find. Which team did he play for, Kath? Uh, who? What does he play for? Oh, my my <laughs> husband. Oh, just the local, the local team. Although he's. Oh no, he's not. He's, he's, sorry, no, he's not. Not, well, he could play for England at the moment because we're rubbish. Well, I don't know. I thought they were. I thought they were good. Now, anyway, I don't. Know. No. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> I found that uh, you know, the the amount that he practices and the amount that he plays, you'd think he was a professional cricketer, but he ain't. They just take it very seriously, don't they? And they're there all day. Yeah. Yeah, it's very. Um, it's a long game. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, he loves it though, so whatever. Yeah, but thanks for all the chats this week, um, Kath. It's been wonderful. And uh, God bless. By the way, I thought, you know, what Angela was talking to you about with her 
uh, flashbacks. Yeah. I mean, I, I was thinking, I hope she goes and sees her doctor. Because it might be post-traumatic stress. Well, it might um, be. It might be a, a meds playing silly buggers. You never know, do you? But it always kind of frightens me a little bit when Angela starts talking to me about that sort of stuff because I think, well, yeah. I'm not medically qualified and I don't want to... You no, know, get to reassure her if yeah. actually she needs to go and see someone proper. Yeah. Anyway. But, uh, and God bless to all the other listeners, and um, I always listen, as you know, and um, I'm looking forward to Ian's come back next week. Oh, yeah. I'm sure he'll be full of the joys of spring. He can't wait to get back. I'm really looking forward to seeing him. <laughs> anyway, thanks very much, Alistair. Thanks, Kath. Bye for now. 0344 You're listening to The Late Night Alternative. The Late Night Alternative with Catherine Boyle. You never know just where the conversation will take you on Talk Radio. 03444991000. Taking your calls tonight. Whatever you fancy talking about, nothing's off the agenda. Give me a shout on uh, that number, 03444991000. You can tweet at Talk Radio or at Flipping Cath, or you can text Talk and your message to 87222. I'll keep an eye on those throughout the night. Uh, We've got Nigel, he's been hanging on. Hi, Nigel. Oh, hi, Cath. All right. I'm all right, thanks. What's going on with you tonight? Um, I'm just listening to your show. Not watching the telly tonight much. No, no Kylie think, Minogue with the sound off? No, there's a, I think a remake of The Cradle That Rocks, wasn't there? The Cradle? Uh, well, the, the Hand Cradle That Rocks? That rocks. Of, do you mean The Hand That Rocks The Cradle? Yeah, that, well, yes, what I mean. There was a re- another one made, wasn't there? Was there? That was terrifying. Yeah, another one with different people in there. I didn't know there were two. Oh, blimey. Well, it's a similar film anyway. It's all in, down underneath in, in the cellar, you know, and knives and things. Yeah, all that, all that. Malarkey. Yeah. I, d- I didn't have a sound up, but uh, there's some famous people. I can't remember the names. My friend came back from uh, Vegas today. Brian, my friend, oh, yeah. he's a palm reader, uh, a palm reader, and, and he, he met he met uh, Pan and Teller. Did he? You know the little and the big one. Yeah, I'm aware of their work. Edition. Yeah, they're brilliant. Edition. They're brilliant. Yeah, he gets to meet all the big stars because he went along the, the strip. You know the strip. Yeah. They call the strip. Yeah. He was walking along there, because he, he gets a lot of work in Vegas. For, for three mu- two months on end, he works. Gosh. It's a lot, be, it's a lot of people that want their fortunes read, isn't it? Well, he, he sends out healing to people. He believes in the crystals and healing. Uh-huh. And, and he said he sent out healing to me uh, uh, on when my mother's anniversary was last uh, Saturday. That was kind of him. Yeah. He's, he's kind to me, and... Uh, uh, so he's a good friend. Has he ever read uh, your palm, Nigel? Yes, he did uh, twenty years ago, and he said I had a long, uh, um, a long, a long lifetime, a long life line, Sorry, a long lifeline. Excellent. Which means that you're supposed to live quite a long age. Well, I mean, you keep yourself fit and everything, don't you? I do. I did thirty miles today, believe it or not. Flipping out. What for? Well, I went, I went to Tunbridge Wells for a change. It was such a nice day, yeah. even though it was windy. And uh, I went to the BBC, met, oh, yeah. my, met some people at the BBC, and then I went to the newspapers. I've been doing some, I've been trying to get on TV and put something in the newspapers. Oh, the yeah. newspapers are interested in doing a story on my music. All right. So uh, they're going to do, do, have a look at some bits and pieces on Monday. And it's all worth a try, isn't it? It's all publicity. You never know what's going to stick. You might as well keep trying. But the, the BBC, I've been, I've, obviously, I've been on James Wells' show. He used to work there, didn't he, James Wells? Mm-hmm. In, in Tumbridge Wells. Right. Did you know he worked there? Yeah, and he's worked all over the shop, hasn't he? 
Yeah, and I was on his show six times, believe it or not. He got me in six times in the studio. I me. Yeah, off the street as well. I was singing out in the street, and he came out with the microphone and, and the camera and said, would you like to come in the studio and sing on the radio? Well, you know, I why, so you know why they keep having you back, don't you? It's the same reason why, you know, because you put yourself yeah. forward, first of all, but also because, you know, you're a character. Yeah, I was, I'd, I'd me by, I was, now I was having egg and chips across the road, and the cameraman came across the road with, with a lady presenter, and, and got me out of the cafe and I had to leave my egg and chips and go back to it afterwards. <laughs> that is a liberty. I wouldn't leave my egg and chips that, for anything. That is, that is amazing, isn't it? Everyone could see the camera following me. And I, I, I've never been in there, but this is the first time I went into the BBC studios. And I went through one room into another and it took ages to get to the... It's such a big studio, the BBC. Um, one part, next part and the next part. And finally I, I found the studio which James was in sitting down in the studio ready to talk to me and he said have you brought your own film crew he said mm-hmm. <laughs> which was his cameraman i said yes of course i have Beautiful. <laughs> this is six years ago this was um, so what they just gone out looking for people to come and talk to james no, whale no, yeah, no um no they or did uh, they know they you were going to be there no they heard me singing outside and then i went across to the cab ah, after singing right and they followed me they came looking for uh, you it was like Candy Camera, wasn't it? <laughs> candy Camera. That's going back a bit. So, uh, that, I, I was so pleased that I could do that for him. And, um, of course, he had me back a few times after that as well. Well, I sat opposite him in the studio like you sit with, um, uh, you know, Ian. Yeah. Sometimes opposite each other. And uh, great big boom mics. You know the big boom mics you've got um, sometimes? Yeah, with the furry end. Yeah, but so they're long things, like a, but you have uh, groups have with the drums or... Yeah. Anyway, I have like, one like, a, like a broom handle with a rat on the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but I was so nervous talking uh, talking live on the radio and singing... Well, I'm doing it now, aren't I? But this was years ago. But yeah. singing live was quite difficult. It was Christmas time and I was singing Christmas songs as well. Ah. I, so, I, nice. I had requests, people rang up and, were, and asked me to sing requests for them. So that was okay. So what was yes. going no, on in Tun- think, uh, what was going on in Tunbridge today then? Um, not a lot. Not a lot. Not a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that guy? Not a lot. Yeah, the, I do a bit. The, yeah. The magician. Yeah. Paul Daniels. Paul Daniels. Yeah. yeah. Paul Daniels. He was good, wasn't he? He was. He was very good. Amazing. Yeah. It's a shame he died. It's always a shame um, people die, isn't it? Is his wife still alive? Yep. She's, she's, and I've got this song ready. It's Nigel's time, but I, I've got the actual original record contract CD I found. All right. And it's got the backing to the singing, so it's better. I'm not going to. I'm not going to sing. Hello. Hello. Yeah, I'm not going to sing live. But I, I'd like you to hear the, the proper recording. Well, here's the thing, Nigel. Sometimes when you yeah. play the recording, we can't hear it very well. We well, you it. will because it's nice and clear. Well, I'll sing. I'll, I'll come into it as well. I'll All sing right. Live with as, it long, as, well. as long as you come into it. Yes, I will. All I will. Right. I'll try and sing along with it, and and, I've got the backing as well. But this is the one, uh, some friends of Kylie Minogue came to my house and recorded it on uh, a laptop, and then it went back to the studio to finish off. Right, okay. And there's a lot of work went into it, but I I still need to get someone to help me put it onto iTunes uh, so I can get more people to hear it. Mm -hmm. Why don't you put put it on your, haven't you got like YouTube and stuff? Yeah, yeah, yes, it's all, it's all, um, Talk Radio already put it onto, no, Talk Sport put it onto 
onto YouTube for me. The world it's a record player. Yeah. And it's on there somewhere, but obviously it's not on iTunes. No. Um, where people can actually buy it. Can I ask you a question? You know when yeah. Kylie Minogue's friends came over to record you? Yeah. Did they charge you? Uh, no. Good. That was good, wasn't it? Yeah, just checking. Yeah, but uh, the equipment was ever so expensive, what they brought. They brought the boom mic as well, uh, and, and it was it was a big stand up in the middle of the room, and... Uh, well, there's a lot of equipment they bought. Well, it's very kind of them to do it for nothing. I, I, well, they were fans of listening to me on Talk Sport before, before Talk uh, Radio. Well, that's brilliant. I'm glad then. Yeah. All right. Sometimes people just do kind things. Yeah, it's good that they did it all for nothing. Yeah. I didn't have to pay anything for it. No, I've got two songs actually. There's one called The Joker. Oh yeah, I've heard that one. That's good too. That's quite good, isn't it? Should we have a quick burst of Nigel's time? Yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it now. And then, do you want me to get back to you afterwards? Or, or, yeah, well, um, why not? Well, it's not a very long song, anyway. I, I'll bash away now, then. It's the, well, not the drums. Do thing. what you need to do. <laughs> bash away the drums. <laughs> <laughs> bash away the singing. Yeah, here we, here we go. <laughs> you make me laugh, Nigel. Yeah, here we go. I'll try. It might jump a bit, because it's not being cleaned. Oh, <laughs> it'll, it'll come right in a minute. Here we go, here we go. Tuning in, calling up, talking to the nation. Sing a song, melody, for your adoration. Late night phone-ins, I'm keeping you away. It's our time, it's our time to shine. Entertainment time. It's our time, it's our time to sing another line. Oh, it's Nigel's time. Cloud to gone, sun is up, up on your horizon. Save us home, back on the phone, to my radio station. Late night phone in, I'm keeping you away. It's our time, it's our time to shine. Up all night, it's entertainment time. It's our time, it's our time to sing another line. It's Nigel's, it's Nigel's. Time to call and make my point. Time to play and rock this joint. My life exciting. I'm inviting you to listen for another day. It's our time, it's our time to shine. Up all night, it's entertainment time. It's our time, it's our time to sing another line. Whoa, it's not yours. It's Nigel's time. Well, Hooray! Thanks, Nigel. Right. Did it come over all right? It came over beautifully. But you know what? If you hadn't been singing, we wouldn't have heard very much. No, it's better when I sing live. It's always better when you sing live, yeah. Yeah, and it and it proves you can do it, and it's not just a recording. <laughs> Absolutely. We know you're not auto-tuned. No, because they often change people's voices, don't they, in the studio to make it better. Oh, yeah. But mine's always the same, isn't it? Yours is raw and au naturel. Mm, like, like Ian's voice. <laughs> you think, just, is just, Ian a good singer? 
Yeah, when he puts his mind to it. He certainly... He doesn't bother. He, he certainly gives it all he's got. Mm. I've not heard it without messing about, you know. Yeah. Well... I saw that recording of him singing Elvis on YouTube. Oh, did you? The, the, you know when he did Elvis? Oh, he's, he's done so many songs, Nigel, I don't no, remember. No, no, the thing you did, the show you did last Saturday or Friday, um, it was on YouTube. Oh, right. Oh, yeah, I've forgotten what you call it now. The, the what? The thingy? What call it? The, what's it? Live programme you do. Yeah, well, the rabbit hole. YouTube. The rabbit, rabbit hole. hole. Yeah. Yes, because he, he got the people in the audience to sing with him. Oh, he always does that. We have a good night when we have a rabbit hole, Nigel. Oh, so you do that every time, then? Ten we tend to. Mm. We tend to. But, but, but the camera showed the audience this time, which you didn't do last... Do you know... The early do you know why? Why? Because I picked it up and turned it round. <laughs> You're holding it. Oh, yeah. he was holding it. Yeah. But, it's yeah, but you were talking to that other lady before, uh, where she couldn't hold the camera. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, yeah. you know, we're we're multi uh, multitaskers, and the people uh, you could see the people singing in the audience. They had a really good night. That was in. I wish I was there in Belfast. Belfast. Well, you have to come sometime. I will when it's in, in London, a, a bit nearer. All right. Uh, hello to Kylie Minogue if she's listening. Big up yourself, Kylie. Thanks for ringing, I think Nigel. She might yeah, thanks, thanks, Catherine. Night night. Have a nice weekend. Bye you bye. too. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the number if you want to give me a ring. I'd love to hear from you. Experience the unconventional, the unpredictable, and the completely unorthodox. The late night alternative with Catherine Boyle on Talk Radio. Nelly, I've just read your tweet. You need to give me a ring. None of this tweeting malarkey. That is a story. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. We've got Jake on the line, and we've got Mark. Jake, I'm really sorry I've kept you waiting so long. I'm sorry, I nearly fell asleep, but I'm uh, I'm just about awake. Good. I'm glad. What have you got for me? Um, well, where were we? Um, yeah, talk about, like, um, like, many medical disasters. I, I remember a couple of years ago at a, a New Year's party, um, everyone was, like, uh, drinking Sambuca out of the bottle, but with uh, spouts on it. All right. And, uh, it came to me, and I'm not big, I'm not a big drinker, but I tipped my head back, and it got tipped down my throat. My throat closed up. What? It, it was really weird, but because it was all every, music was going on, everything was going on. I don't think anyone noticed, but I like had to take myself away to the sink and try and like force breath out myself. But I was making like weird noises. Oh my like, god! Um, but yeah, that was quite scary. What was that then? Were you just allergic to it, or did it go, just go down the wrong hole? Yeah, I think I, I think it was the wrong hole. Like, it was. I think just because it was maybe the sambuca, such a strong flavour yeah. as well. Yeah. Like, like Bonjella. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, it's like a licorice, horrible. Yeah, it's not really nice, but it just, yeah, it just hit me. And it, I, I was, I wasn't drunk no. at the time, but so I was on my way, but I wasn't drunk. So it's not, I couldn't, couldn't put it down to that. But it was just really strange. But it was scary because yeah. like no one really noticed, and I, I was panicking. But I don't think anyone noticed what I was panic, like that I was panicking yeah. or what was going on. Yeah, it's terrifying yeah. when you can't speak and to tell someone that you're not messing about. Yeah, but not just that. It was in a quiet room, so it's yeah, like... they couldn't hear. It, yeah, no, everyone was chatting or partying or whatever, so, yeah, it was quite scary. I, was, I felt, even though I was in a room full of people, I felt really alone for that. It was only a, like a minute or so, but it was quite... Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't very nice. Yeah, you get a little flash of what it might be like. It's yeah, absolutely terrifying. Yeah. yeah, not very nice at all. Um, another thing, that the, the guy 
who's building this um this uh what, what is it a chapel or, so, or something out of matchsticks oh yeah he was talking to paul ross last night wasn't he that was it yeah uh, i've got doubts on him why because uh, he's apparently on eight hundred thousand at the moment he's a third of the way yeah and predict he'll be on six million by the time he's finished so if he's a third now and he's on eight hundred thousand and he's a third of the way i don't see how he's going to reach six million that's just or you, th <laughs> you think he's uh, over egging his matchy pudding? I, I don't know where he learned his maths, really. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, that is a bit strange. Also, the blackout today, um, in, in the middle of the day, I don't get how that happened. I, I know there was a power cut, but I don't know how people were left in darkness. Um, <laughs> Apparently it was some sort of error at the um, the power station, wasn't it? Yeah, but it happened in the middle of the day, so who, who was left in darkness? Well, we've all got lights on. Yeah, but it, it, it's, I know it's it's not great weather at the moment, but it's British summertime, it, it was in the middle of the day, I'm yeah, sure. Well, maybe it's, maybe it's a, a figure of speech, and what they meant was for people without power. Yeah, I, know. I thought I'd just pick at it, that's all. Jake, what are you like, honestly? You're as bad as my dad. Oh, I'm all a bloody nightmare, <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so, um, also, I don't know who, who invented the, well, who, who came up with the chat about exes and stuff, but I heard it was being used all across the radio station today. I know, outrageous. Where I lead, others follow, this is the thing. I was looking at the, um, I, you know, I did it last night, so first, yeah. I, I win. But yeah, I oh, heard J James Whale talking about it as well. The thing is, right, yeah, everyone, takes, everyone takes the mickey out of Gwyneth Paltrow because she does come up with some wacky plans, but this one seems to have worked, so hats off to her. Well, it's a uh, trendsetter, isn't it, so... Yeah, definitely. Well, I, I mean, I, I'm friends with my ex. I think, wow. I think I'm friends we're, with we're one. Still, we're still acquaintances. Um, we just come into each other's paths every couple of months, or... And we have a, we see each other for a few days, and then it just... That's it, and it's, I prefer it that way. I wish, we, I wish we'd adapted that um, nature when we were together. <laughs> Do you mean when you see each other for a few days, you mean, what, you go out with each other again or just tolerate each other yeah. in the same build, building? Well, it's quite random. Like, um, not long ago, I, I went up to visit her. Um, I helped her cut down a tree um, and just helped her tidy up her mum's garden, really. Um, but then I ended up staying there that night. And then I got a lift back after I cycled up there, so my bike was left there. And then I didn't speak to her for about three or four weeks. And then I spoke to her one evening. She said, oh, yeah, I'll come out you get your bike and that. She came down, bit of um, bit of funny business, and then we went back up, got the bike, and then she stayed the night, which I wasn't planning, but I was like, oh, okay. And then Sounds like the door is ever so slightly ajar, Jake. <laughs> I haven't, I, yeah, I spoke to her since, so... Um, I, I mean, we, 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 I texted her, like, last week, it's, it wasn't a blown conversation, just like, oh, you're still alive, sort of thing, but, yes, yeah, it's, um, it's, That's it's nice. very, very casual. <laughs> yeah, yeah, do you think you're yeah. drifting into a kind of, um, you know, uh, what would you call it, friends with benefits relationship? Um, sort of, um, yeah, I mean... It's never, it's never on the agenda when we, when we arrange to meet up. It's never. It's never off it though, is it? Yeah, exactly, Kath. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, like, 
it, it's, it's strange because like, we know we're never going to get back together. Mm-hmm. And especially treating the way each other, we, the way we treat each other now, which is more like there's no feelings involved, but right. there, there's that there was always, always that connection. So it's still like it's, it's strange. It's not love or anything. It's just we have a giggle and we know how to, we we know what we what we, what we like. So yeah, so you've got that familiarity there. It's easy. It's easier than meeting someone else. I think. Um, well, see, there's the danger. There's the danger. It might be stopping you meeting someone else. Yeah, yeah, there, there's the flip side. But in my life, I don't really meet anyone. I'll, I'll go to work and I'll spend, the rest oh. of, I'll spend the rest of the day with my dog. So Yeah, I, I remember that. When I first got when I got my first job away from home, I was living in Peterborough. And it dawned on me within a few months, I thought, I'm never going to meet anyone new. Not even, like, I'm not even talking about meeting men or anything. I was talking, you know, people outside work, friends outside work. I'm never going to meet anyone here because I go to work, I come home, and I don't really have any outside interests. You don't, do you, really, when you're an adult? Well, yeah, exactly. That's adulting, though, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I was, um, when I first moved, I, I've lived, I've, I'm back in this area, um, I've been here like a year now, but I used to live here two years ago. Mm-hmm. Or, well, I stopped living here two years ago. I'd lived here for four years. Um, I went back because we, we lost uh, my brother. Um, I went back to Worcester. And I'm now in I'm now in South Wales. But um, I when I first moved to this area, and I was really lonely, I was really thinking, how do I meet people? And I was more... Uh, I, I, was, I was looking for people to meet then. Um, I was getting catfished a lot, like meeting meeting girls off um, dating sites and stuff and it's just been not not what they've made out to be like um, so yeah that threw me off and I, I don't use like dating the, the dating websites they're just just a load of um, waffle really so what sites were you using because I hear that it varies between sites you know each one's got its own character like forget it, Tinder for being pretty about proper dates that's more there. of a hook up thing yeah, I, I didn't. I'd never been. I've never actually gone on Tinder. Um, plenty of fish. Um, I had a couple of scary encounters off. Um, and Badu, I. Oh, isn't Badu the one where the woman has to approach you? Um. Or is that something? Is that Bumble? That's Bumble, I think. Right. I I, I don't know. I could be wrong. So I haven't used I haven't used uh, uh, Badu for a while. Badu, I had better experience with. But I think it's just the air. It, it, it doesn't matter like what app you use; it's what area you're in. Right. I, I think like where I am at the moment, I'm in the valleys, so it's like there, there's people around, but it's it's few and far between. Um, but I had better experience on Badu when I was in Newport. Um, that was mental. Really. I spoke to a girl and I, sp- I met her about two hours later, which <laughs> I was young. <laughs> no, ju- no judgment from me. I know that's sometimes the way it works. No, but it, it came in my favour actually. Um, a couple of years later, I was um, I needed somewhere to stay for a couple of nights. Um, while I was in between places, and uh, I dropped her a message and uh, stayed down there for a couple of nights. So, but yeah, she um, we stayed fr- we stayed friends after. I'm to her for about a year or so now. Like we we stayed Facebook friends and mm-hmm. stuff like. Uh, there's been a couple of encounters with that thing, but still. But um, I, I think I, I think these dating apps give so so many people, not just women, um, like an ultra ultra ego. Yeah, but that's like, that's you know, online gives you that freedom, doesn't it, to be someone? 
to be the well, person you find you think people might be more interested in. Because like boys like myself or another good-looking lad mm-hmm. would try try speaking to someone who is okay or below average, and because they got they're super eager, they think they're like they think they they just think they're special. So I've I I ended up dropping my standards on these things. And still getting ignored, but I just I, I couldn't drop them. I just couldn't couldn't go dropping them too much. So I just I just dropping your standards. Them. What what do you mean? <laughs> well, like yeah, I, <laughs> it's yeah. I just you you know when you see someone you you think oh that's out of my league or or you th- you think you got a chance. Mm-hmm. It's not like too to uh, what well um so what, what, what you're saying is you were thinking she should count herself lucky i'm even talking to her well yeah so i so i got to the point where i thought well i'm gonna end up i'm gonna end up uh, messaging pumpkins and stuff next year that's, that's, that's how low i was getting but um how yeah. old are you jake i'm 27 uh yeah t- t- 28. So right, yeah. You start to you do start to forget after 26, I think. Yeah, yeah. I forgot more than I know. Yeah. These days. Yeah. Tell me about some of the scare. You, you mentioned at the beginning of this conversation about um, apps that you had a couple of uh, scary moments. Oh, uh, you just yeah. Um, just not what they said. Or they, they, I don't know how, who who took the picture for and what Photoshop or what filter they used or what but it was not the same like person right. and one time I, <laughs> I uh i met this girl and she was nice we, we got on got on really good and stuff but she just wasn't my type and i didn't realize that until she got a bus down for like an hour and a half i'd got a bus down like 20 minutes from my house to meet her um and she got off the bus and phoned me and she was like right the other end of the bus stand and I saw that to the phone. I thought, "Oh my God, no! This isn't this isn't what I, what I thought I was meeting." And then, because um, she travelled so long, I was still I was still took up to my house and. <laughs> we had to, we had you rewarded her efforts. But then, no, I, I, I was like hinted like when it, it started getting late. I um I started hinting. I was like, "When's the last bus then?" Um, oh boy! Like, we need, we don't, make sure you don't miss that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. And the one girl, I, I really liked off it, and she was, like, really attractive. She, it was quite strange, because she was like, right, I've got, I'm, I'm a full-time mum, so the only way is that I can bring my daughter. So I was like, yeah, okay, like, so I made, made us both food, made different food for the daughter, like, more kiddish things. Yeah. Um, How old was the daughter? She's about seven, I think. All right. Got on with the daughter, but this is, this is the thing, I was really impulsive, I didn't get I didn't get bad vibes off her. I got good, only good vibes while she was here. And she was like, um, "Would you ever shave your beard off?" I was like, well, I, was, "I was thinking about it the other day." I was like, "Do you want to see me about it?" So I went and did it, which I'd been growing quite a while. Yeah. And um, then she went, "Oh no, I, I don't like do it. it." No, no, she didn't say anything. It was like fine. And then like the next day, it was just like she just messaged me like, "Oh, I don't think um, you're my type." Wow. And I was like. I just cut my beard off. <laughs> what? So she owes you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jake. Do you know what? What? You twenty six, twenty seven? We can't remember. You've got plenty of time for all this stuff. Twenty eight. I, 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 you reckon I you're twenty eight, right? Somewhere along the lines, anyway. Take it from someone who's turning forty two on Monday. 
plus right. BAT. This is this is the fun time. Do what you fa- do what you fancy. And it will it will find you. Yeah, that's what I do now. I, I, Just I'm, try not um, to be I'm a dick to people. No, well, I, I try my best. <laughs> Thanks for ringing, Jake. No problem. See you, speak to you again. Take care. Bye bye. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Uh, we've got Mark. Sorry, Mark's been holding on for ages as well. Hiya, Mark. Hiya. Uh, 58 minutes, Ty. I know. Well, I was just seeing... I'm sure, you, I'm sure you're doing it just to keep me awake. I do. I don't like to keep you on your toes. I don't want you taking me for granted, Mark. How, how was your day today? Because yesterday, um, you got quite a display, didn't you, at work? That everyone was going off at each other. Oh, this morning... Did I read some? Did Ian post something about that Nigel might be losing his benefit? Well, this is the worry. He's got to go and have some assessments done. Has he got? For the, is it for his pip? We don't, because the way things get explained, I'm not quite mm-hmm. sure, but that's what it sounds a lot like. Well, good luck to him because I I went to two assessments this morning, and it's looking like two of the young people that we support are going to be losing it. Really? The the, the people that are doing these assessments have not even got any experience in it. So there's, like, healthcare assistants, from like, doctors... Right. ...who don't actually have any experience with working with people with these this, um, disabilities. Mm. It, it's shocking. See, this is the thing, right? I don't want to put Nigel off attending these things because I think it's important that someone sees him because, at the moment, no-one's recognising him at all. No. So I want him to go, but, yeah, I, I'm, I'm worried about it as well. If, he, if he's still listening, if he's not watching Kylie Minogue on polls and stuff like that... Of course he is. Um, I'd recommend him agging on a little bit worse than he actually is. <laughs> because, no word of a lie, if he, if he goes in the way he is, yeah. they're not, they're not, he's not going to get enough points on the system. Right. And that's all that is, it's a point scoring... Here's the thing about Nigel. I don't think he can pretend to be anything other than he is. No, I, I know, and this is the this is the sad thing. And I hope he takes his advocate or somebody else with him who can talk for him. Yeah. But it's really concerning. Because mm. then he's going to be back to square one. Yeah. Yeah. So after I, after I had been to these two meetings, I decided that I needed to go for a walk. So I rang my friend. We went to the Peak District for a while. Got absolutely soaking wet. That's standard practice in the Peak District, isn't it? Well, not normally. Every time I've been, I've got chucked down on. Oh, I love it in the Peak District. It's so close as well. Yeah. And then I've come back to work tonight to more kicking off people. (laughs) What's going on there? Do you think it's the heat? Um, The two young people have been kicking off about the pip and about the lady. Right. They're both, they're both putting complaints in, apparently, and they're both bringing CQC and stuff like that. All right. But yeah. <laughs> so that's an event, event for tonight. Mm-hmm. But yeah, also, that as I've been on hold for now, that's the best quality of radio I've listened to. Like, when I'm on the app, it's not as good as quality that I'm listening to when I'm on hold. You see, this is the thing, I knew it, so I thought, oh, it's Mark... I'll let him listen in, uh, you know, crystal clear quality. Because, Thanks. obviously, I favour you. It's not um, because I had loads of calls and you just happened to be the next one along. <laughs> All right, Mike. Well, well listen, this is the last time I'm going to ring up for a couple of weeks. For a couple of weeks? Because people might be getting bored of my 
monotone voice. <laughs> Tell you what, when I get bored of it, you'll know about it. But until then, you ring up whenever you want. Oh, thanks, Cass. <laughs> you noticed I didn't say it wasn't monotone. <laughs> <laughs> it's always nice to talk to you, Mark. I'm going to have to go because we've got the news coming up. But otherwise, obviously, I'd have you on for the rest of the night. Oh, shall I cut you? Anyway. Shall I cut you off, or are you going to listen on the phone? No, I'm going. <laughs> night, Mark. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. The late night alternative with Catherine Boyle. Speech radio with a difference. Talk radio.
thanks for all your tweets during that. Um, loads of people love Father Ted. Ah, oh, my God, what a great series that was. Oh three four 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 nine nine. 1,000. We'll have no more of you, Neil Hannon. Not tonight, anyway. Uh, if you want to give me a shout, 0344-499-1000 is the number. You can... Sorry, I, I know I said that yesterday very fast, and someone pulled me up about it, so I'll do it slow now, because it's after midnight. 0344-499-1000. Nelly caught it, though. Nelly's on the phone now. Hiya. Hi, Catherine. You're okay? I'm very well, thank you. Turns out you're a medical miracle. Well, yeah, before before I talk about that, I just want to say it to the, the lad Jake was yes. on earlier. Yes. And I had some experience with um, dating websites going back a while ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple of different experiences. Did you have One, to lower your standards at any point? Well, this is the thing. Not, re- not really, no. I mean, <laughs> no, no more than in real life. Um, there, obviously, there was one um, experience that I had similar to him mm-hmm. uh, where the... You know, quite a nice profile of a, of a lady, and she was, you know, pretty good-looking photograph, and then turned up at the actual uh, date, at the meeting point, and it was a completely different woman, yeah. basically. Um, Do you know what? I think these days, people mess about with their pictures, and they're to the point where they've forgotten that um, that they don't look that way. I don't think they do it on purpose sometimes. Sometimes people do, but I think because you'll stick it through, I don't know, Face App or something straight away, people know that they want to get to that point rather than thinking, uh, this looks nothing like me anymore. But yeah, I mean, it was like sort of, she's barely had any hair. Oh. Compared to like, I mean, her photograph, she was like hair down beneath her shoulders. All right. Um, yet she was a bit heavier, to put it mildly, shall we say. Um, just completely different, and even like a profile, just, uh, this was completely different, anyway. But another experience I had, uh, about 10 years ago, um, there was a a girl I got chatting to who was um, Polish, and she'd moved to England, close to where I lived. Got chatting, and eventually we met up, and we got on pretty well, and um, and I'm still with her. Oh. Got remarried, and married six years ago. And got a little boy, another one on the way, so... Wow. Did she look like a profile picture? Yeah, she was, she was, yeah, she, she was wearing sunglasses, uh, doesn't wear them all the time. But yeah, <laughs> it, was, out. it was, it was her, yeah. And, uh, wow. Good. Yeah. Gosh, that's great. That's not how I thought that story was going to end. Yeah, I, I gave you a, a swear for with the first story, you see. But, um, exactly. So. Yeah, it was all good, yeah, it was all good. Right. Yeah. Have you so learned any Polish? Um, right, okay, I'm going to try and reply in Polish. Go on. Um, uh, no, I can't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> very, very, I mean, very, very little. I mean, I, I did have a conversation in Poland with someone Polish. Uh-huh. I was, I was for, went for a walk, and someone came up to me in a car, asked me for direction somewhere, and I said, Nierozumiem, jestem Angli, which means I don't understand, I'm English. English. Yeah. But then what he did, he just asked me again, in English. Oh, beautiful. And I said, well, well I, I don't know where I am, so I didn't have a clue where I was, really, so I couldn't help him anywhere. But, but still, was that was a conversation. Yeah, there was an exchange yeah. of ideas there, Pat, on the back. Yeah, it, I mean, it's, it's quite, it's a very tricky language because it's not very similar to other languages. It's I know completely different to English, French, Spanish, and not like German. I mean, it's a bit between German and Russian, I think. Yeah. But, um, 
it's quite it's very hard language to is it, uh is it pick up. like um is it anything like czech it's a bit like czech isn't it well yeah they share a border so i imagine it's probably good there's gonna be similarities yeah, yeah. But, um yeah. it's it's i mean they've got like sort of i know some languages have like sort of the masculine and the feminine and they've got like a, a masculine feminine and a neutral right. and like German. deviations of each deviations of each of those as well so it's yeah. sort of a bit i did i did try one of those i learned so they used to learn polish but um yeah, I think I think I passed CD one. To be fair, so uh, I give up quite quickly. Have you got kids? Yeah, I've got I've got a four year old four year old lad here. And does, does he speak Polish? Uh, unfortunately, he doesn't speak. I well, I mean, I personally think he understands yeah. more than 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 my wife thinks he does. Yeah, I bet he does. Because um, she she gets a bit upset that he's not talking Polish, which he wouldn't. Because you know we live in England. Mm-hmm. He's surrounded by English. He, my wife did talk. Did used to talk to him in Polish, um, but he just didn't really didn't think he picked up. But there are times when she says something in Polish, and he knows exactly what she's yeah. saying. I guess because language isn't completely just just the word. It's all about you know her mannerisms and that as well. So he can understand. I bet he does understand That kind of comes um, first, the understanding. I've got a friend, uh, I've got a couple of friends actually who um, are Spanish speakers, but they married English guys. Mm. One's a Welsh guy actually. Um, And the kids don't speak, they don't seem to speak very much Spanish, but actually what will happen is she'll talk to them in Spanish, sort of, you know, at normal speed, delivered with the proper intonation, you know, not talking to them slowly and carefully she'll just do it and they'll just carry on the conversation in english so they do completely get it but mm. she said it just took them a little bit they, they started speaking english later which is a strange thing yeah i think that's i think um it's usually common that if there are two languages spoken in a household uh, but, and not well, my my kids polish and english yeah. then the english development can be a bit delayed yeah because they're having to deal with the other language yeah. as well so um, I don't know, I mean, you start school in September, so I'm not sure exactly if there's going to be any sort of delay, but um, nah. you know, as far as we're concerned, he's going to be, we think he's you know, pretty fine. So. He'll be fine. Once he's knocking about with, you know, other kids all the time, they'll, they pick yeah. up fine, but that's what happened with my um, my mate Yandy's daughter, that she seemed like she was very quiet, but actually she's just working it all out, and now, she's, you know, she's uh, she jabbers on like anybody else. She's brilliant. Well, that's, yeah, very, yeah. that's really interesting. You should learn some <laughs> Polish, though. If only ah. to have a, you know, if only to be able to talk about the kids when behind the back. Although the kids probably will understand it, as we've established there. Yeah, he's he probably, like I say, he knows more than like, what he's letting on. Yeah. Um, do you want an army medical thing? Well, yeah, I do. Now you've warmed us up. Mm. Take us downtown. So, so um, ages ago, when I was uh, a lot younger, um, I um, basically I passed blood in my urine, mm-hmm. very thick. So I went to A&E in the hospital for a few days, scans and tests and checks of the prostate and things like that, and didn't know what was wrong, so they had to put me in for another procedure, which uh, basically involved go looking at the bladder with a camera. Right, and there's only one way in there, isn't there? Well, there's yeah, two. Well, yeah, it doesn't really uh, stretch very well. So basically, it was based a camera into the bladder through the urethra. Oh gosh, not down the Franklin. No, and um, but this is the thing: like when it was happening before the um, procedure happens, they sort of like prep you, and you know, 
so the, well, my legs were in stirrups for a start, which I've never, I've never experienced before, which is just weird. And then the, the doctor's like between my legs with like a hat on and the camera's like attached like a pen to the hat. What? And then, so yeah, it's not, it's not like a tube attached to the, so I think the hat is like, has, has like cameras from this, it's like glasses on, which makes him see what he's looking at through right. the camera. But, he's, but the, the camera's attached to his head, so he's got to put his head right next to your old chap. Well, no, the, 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 the camera is like in a sort of, it's, it's about the size of a pen. Right. Like a, like a, like a midway between a biro and a marker pen. Um, and he's sort of, it's attached to like, I think it might have been glasses or a hat or something. Right. And what he was wearing on his head was like the image that he could see. And he was moving the pen with his with his, like his hand, seeing it in, mm-hmm. and then seeing what was whatever was was in there. All right. So before that happens, they said, "Oh, we've got, oh, we've got a numb the area now." So they basically got like a syringe without the needle, and basically square this gel. Whoa! I haven't got one, and, and that makes me want to cross my legs. See, I, I love telling the story because it makes everyone win, and I love it. Yeah. And it sort of filled the area with, like, this gel, which is meant to numb. And then ten seconds later, he was in there with this camera thing. Oh, dearie me. Looking at summit. How, how, now, how thick was the camera? Well, like I say, it's sort of like... Like a bit. Like well, uh, probably a little bit thicker than that. Whoa! What, yeah. a sh- like a Sharpie? Um... Uh, Probably, maybe, not that big. I know. Well, you know what I mean. But anyway, that's that sort of size. But this is the thing, right? So he's sort of doing his thing looking. There's a nurse there as well. So there's a a woman there, the nurse. Yeah. Just sort of next to us. And she's sort of saying, oh, it's only going to be two minutes, don't worry about it. Um, And I'm like, sort of, like I said in our tweet, I didn't cry. I was just grimacing hugely. Yeah, I bet. But, But what she said... What she said was, oh, well, you know, if you're, if you're a younger fella and you haven't developed, then this sort of thing does happen. You, you can get, you can feel, you can feel it more painful for you. Yeah. I was 22 at the time. Yeah. So she wasn't very complimentary about my thing. You haven't developed. Which, which, I, did, which I didn't really want at the time. I was thinking of something else. That's so I didn't want right. that thrown in as well. No, she didn't write it on your notes, did she? No, I have no idea. <laughs> but and, and, the, and the thing is, after it happened, I had to have it done again. Oh no! But this, but, but but this time I had to be put out. I was on like general anaesthetic. Yeah. So they could and have a good chat went, about you. Well, no. They, well, maybe. But also, so they went through same way into my bladder. Then they kept going. Oh my no! Into my kidney. Oh no! That's so when just... I so when I when I woke up, it was just I woke up and it was just a massive pain, ache in one of my kidneys and even after I did all that they still didn't find anything which I'm sort of a bit disappointed by because I'm going through all that I expected at least, you know, assist or something Yeah, I'll g- give you a reason No, but, I mean we had like my final appointment I went to see this doctor, we looked at my notes he left the room and I heard him in the next door obviously talking to this more experienced doctor and he just he, and the experienced one just said, "Oh, just just let him go." There's nothing. Obviously, oh. there's science science and nothing wrong with them. Blimey! I'm, and, and I've been science since, so obviously, yeah. Who knows what it was? You hadn't had like beetroot the night before, had you? That was right. When I went to A and E, that was one of the first questions they asked. No, because you, beetroot. Yeah, last year, 
I went through a bit of a health kick and beetroot's meant to be really good for you. And I bought like a whole mm. pack of mini beetroots and I wolfed a lot. They're very delicious. And then I forgot about it. And when I next went to the loo, I thought I was dying. So they asked me about beetroot. Because everything was pink. Everything. Yeah. They asked me about beetroot and red wine. Have you drank any red wine? No. Beetroot, no. The only thing I can think of was on that night, I'd gone for a, for a jog. And I felt a bit of pain after the jog. And there's something about jogging, joggers' hematuria or something like that. Joggers what, heat? Hematuria, which I think is a word for like, like bleeding, if you like. Yeah. Where, because you're sort of doing this a long run, and the way that your legs rub together, it can sometimes cause a bleed in that area or something like that. So I'm thinking it maybe was that, but the doctors have said I'll just let them go. Sports injury. Possibly, yeah, I don't know. But but yeah, that was a medical mishap, and um, I love telling that story because I like to... Hear the, in this case, hear the country wins. Yeah, definitely. I'm getting loads of tweets from people saying that they're crossing the legs and most of them are female. Mm. My God. Well, now they, you're a medical miracle and a medical mystery. Yep. And I am. Um, and now I'm going to stop thinking about your penis, if that's all right. Yeah, please do. Thanks for ringing. 03444991000. You can stop thinking about it too. The Late Night Alternative with Catherine Boyle on Talk Radio. Well, coming up, we've got Barry, we've got Jim, and then we've got you, if you fancy giving me a ring, 0344-499-1000. Hi, Barry. Hi, Catherine, how are you doing? I'm all right, thanks for hanging on. I know you've been there a while and all. No, you're okay. I've enjoyed, uh, well, I was going to say I've enjoyed... Um, you've endured uh, that it. Last, that last call, um, I went for an hour and a half run yesterday, and uh, I mean, I have heard some, I, in the past, I've heard something about this passing blood through running, but I tell you what, I'm glad, but I'm glad it happened to me, because I... After listening to that gentleman, I don't think I could handle it. No, sounds awful. <laughs> sounds really I'm, awful. I'm calling you from uh, down in, in in the lounge. I think I'm going to have trouble uh, walking up the stairs. <laughs> just just take it easy. Just take it easy and try not to run up there. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, the other thing, Wade, I was just going to chat to you about uh, experience on Tuesday, uh, and uh, the last caller mentioned it came in about languages, so you had a little chat mm-hmm. about that and. Um, I always admire people who speak, uh, you know, a second language. I know that you're quite adept at, at French and Spanish, aren't you? Well, yeah, that was kind of the, just the thing I found I found um, easiest to do at school. I was crap at maths, and so, you know, I'm no genius or anything like that. It's just that that's my that was my thing. Yeah, I, I don't know what it is about um, English in particular, English people in particular. You know, it's, they don't seem to make the same efforts. Uh, what I was going to talk to you about was actually um, in relation to that, I uh, went up to uh, Glastonbury on my usual Tuesday visit, climbed up the tour with my mate and we sat on the top and our backs against the the, the um, tower there and three people came up, two nice Springer Spaniels, uh, it was a, a mum and dad and a 16, 17 year old daughter. Anyway, it turned out they were German tourists. Mm-hmm. We passed the time of day with them, and uh, really nice people struck up a conversation. And one of the things that come up was um, asking about, uh, you know, what's going on here with uh, Europe and all the rest. Yeah. And um, I sort of expressed my feelings on it, you know. And they said they were 
really so upset about the whole thing, you know, it was so sad that, you know, there was a possibility they'd be losing us. Yeah. And it made me think, I was born in 43, and so, you know, my childhood was marked by the war, you know, there's war games we used to play as kids, and the Germans were the enemies, and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. And I'm thinking how different it is now, and talking to those three really nice people, I think of my grandchildren, you know, they feel European. And I must admit that, you know, I'm, I'm that way inclined. And, you know, it just made me think about the old thing, Catherine, how things have changed from my childhood to how they can be now and how we could probably, you know, find ourselves re removing ourselves from these really good changes. Yeah. Well, the thing is, I, I suppose the Germans, and I'm guessing that the conversation you had was something along the lines of, you know, we kind of all banded together after the war because we were trying to stop it happening again. And, you know, there is that kind of feeling um, there for people who remember the war. Uh, for some people who remember the war, I can't speak for everybody. But, you know, that that was part of the thought, you know, that there would be mute, better understanding in future because you, we were all in it together. But, um, I mean, I'm guessing that's what the sort of thing they were saying. I was just generally asking, they were just generally asking, um, you know, uh, I, I, you know, they visited Wales and they were over here and I, they were just people who were quite well informed and yeah. they were just asking me what I thought and all the rest and I sort of expressed my opinions on it. But the thing that, um, I, I would think they would probably be in the 40s, there's a lot of difference between their age yeah. and my age, but yeah. I think the thing that come over to me was they saw us they saw the loss of us as being, uh, you know, they would, they, they would miss what we've developed since the war and how we are as Europeans together and all that. There seemed to be the general thing that come up, you know. Mm. Oh, well, let's see what happens. I, 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 I couldn't put any money on what's going to happen, could you? No, my wife said tonight, you know, she's talking about, and with, with uh, since Johnson's come in, um, you know, what do you think? And I said... Well, I, I like to follow my politics. I always enjoy a bit of banter with Rufus when he's on. Yeah. Uh, I, I know Ian steers away from it a little bit, but he's a good laddie, and, and uh, he's far more um, politically astute than he generally likes to talk about. But yeah. anyway, I think it's just because everything else on this station has gone very political, so we're trying to be a bit yeah, of an oasis, right. you know. And, and that's good. But in answer to your question, so chat to my wife, and I really don't know. No. Uh, and I think that's one of the problems that we've got is this sort of ignorance in relation we've always sort of known haven't we where we go and you've always thought you know it's the end of one one government another coming in and policies will change and all the rest of it but i've never quite lived through a period like this where mm. there's so much uncertainty no anyway cat how are you i'm all right thank you i was just going to say in answer to that question there's so much uncertainty but and yet so much division people shouting the odds and being sure they're right and there's almost like a football crowd mentality you lost you can shut up you're idiots you can shut up and actually no one really knows what's going to happen i'll tell you what i do know has already happened is some of my mates who were over here from spain have gone home because they felt uncertain and they felt unwelcome and you know i, I worry that when i when i think about when my mother-in-law was dying of cancer a couple of years ago all her nurses at bedford hospital the ones that were there at her bedside at the end were spanish and those people are going home, and those people are not being made to feel like they're welcome, or they may be made to feel like it's uncertain what's going to happen with them. And I just, I just feel like it's, uh, 
it's all so sad that we've come to this, you know, and that people are taking great delight in being shitty to each other on Twitter about it, like, you know, it, like it's completely us and them, when actually we're all living alongside each other and we're gonna, all going to have to deal with whatever consequences come. Yeah, of course we are, Kath, and, you know, we're, we're, you know, we should all be together. I mean, I... I went up to get the old car valeted today, and I've been going up there two or three years, and some Romanians, uh, um, mainly Romanians, they're lovely guys, you know, I have a nice little chat with them, and, um, you know, and I think there's no need for all of that, is there, you know, why, 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 why do you need bitterness because somebody's from a different nation or a different ethnic background, it's so stupid, and coming back to the point that I'm making, because of the time that I was born, and I've seen how it used to be, and I've seen how it can be now with my grandkids, you know, totally European. I mean, they're so used to traveling to Europe. They're so used to having friends, you know, from different ethnic backgrounds. So different to, to back in those early days. Mm. We could only watch and wait. None of us are in charge of this. No, we can't. Anyway, Kath, I'm still an unnumbered uh, life member. I listen every night and uh, always enjoy, enjoy the show and always will, I think. I'm glad you do. Thanks very much, Barry. Thanks for ringing. Nice talking to you, Bye-bye. No, no. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. If you want to give me a buzz, we've got Mark, who's up next. Hello, Mark. Hello, Catherine. Hiya. Hiya. Um, grief. <laughs> um, right. It's something serious to call it. People, I've got an echo. All right, hang on a minute. Let me, hang on, let me take. I know what you're doing. I'm going to switch <laughs> you over. Can I, can you take Rebecca off so I can just switch over? Rebecca, I'll be back with you. Don't, well, don't worry. Right, let's turn you off there. Move you along there and see if you're any better there. How's that? Hiya. Is that better? Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, it's brilliant. I don't no, know why it works. Like it just works. It's no, bizarre. It's like echoing. All right. But anyway, um, people with benefits, the PIP assessment or anything else. Yeah. Right. Arm yourself with the things to do if they don't, if they say no. Mm-hmm. With a council, there's a thing called level one and level two complaints, and then right. it goes to local government ombudsman. Right. Um, the process is generally speaking about 15 working days for the level one and level two, 15 days each one, and then it goes to local government ombudsman. They don't like it. So you, you head the actual complaint or what you disagree with, with the words level one. Right. And it triggers a system. Right. Similar exists with the DWP. They have an actual complaint system that goes through a level one, level two, and then it goes to the independent case examiner. Right. I'm writing all this down. Are you okay? Yeah. My background sort of voluntary welfare rights. Thank you. Just to help people. Right. That's great. The, it's, it's more to the effect is people arming themselves with when an assessment goes wrong. With a lot of the assessments that they said no to, they win on appeal. Right. It's it's a mess. But isn't that crappy? Because, you know, the people that are the most vulnerable <coughs> will not yes. be the people that can do this. Yes. And that's where you get either... Well, in my area, there's a welfare rights organisation and also the CAB, but they're both overloaded. Right. Um... Maybe someone that's to do with a church or another religious institution or a, or a social worker or various, there's various people that you might know in an official capacity that might be able to point you in the right direction. All right, The okay. other thing is an elected councillor, either district, borough, or even a parish councillor. 
right. you know, someone that's actually knows the system. Okay. Just get in contact with him and they might be able to pass you on to someone else. If that doesn't work, find someone else sort of thing. Okay, well, I'm, listen, I'm hoping it won't come no. to this with the case that we're alluding to. Um, yeah, I realise, but it's just for everyone else. Yeah. It's just sort of the people that are making the assessments, they've got a number of boxes to tick yeah. and number of points and the way it works is in my view is to move everyone over to the universal credit system and that is not working in a lot of ways okay right anyway, okay we'll i keep... have that arms people with the bits and pieces thank you that's really kind of you to point that out yeah. and um that's really useful going... for a lot of people by the sounds of it too many going people back to, going back to monday yes and you were saying about your little ones and uh, watching films and stuff Oh, what yeah. I've suggested to a lot of people is go to the second-hand DVD shops. They don't pay much for buying a, a DVD, but on the other hand, DVDs can be about 50p. Yeah. So if Littlen, the littlest Littlen, has got about two quid, they can come out with maybe two, maybe four DVDs. Yeah. That's a good children's shout. section. There's a good shout. There's a really uh, good shout. Thanks very much. But it's, um, do you remember, you might be too young, but Camberwick Green. I remember Camberwick Green, I'm not too young, <laughs> unfortunately. Um, and Trumpton, yeah. and Chigley, and what was the one with the cat? Um, oh. Oh, Bagpuss. Bagpuss, yeah. My kids were into Bagpuss for a while. Then I got them into Cholton and the Wheelies, which is a weird one. Um, yeah. Which is a very weird one. No wonder our generation of flipping loonies. Um, what, what about Brum? Brum. Now, Brum was slightly after my time, but they, I don't know whether they it's liked that. It's a little that. car that used to... Yeah, it had a mind of its own. Yes. Um, I remember there was one episode that I watched around the friends with Littlands, and they, I think they took the car to Borton on the Water, I think it was. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what was the other thing? Oh, yes, you said about nutrition. Um, I, I don't eat meat. Right. And do you make your own hummus? I don't, but I should, because Littlin eats it like there's no tomorrow. It's easy, right? I'm not doing a Delia Smith, but it's easy, right? Buy a can of... um, Chickpeas. Chickpeas. Yep. Drain the water, put them in in a pan, put some water over, so they're just over the top of them. Yeah. And warm them up to nearly boiling. Leave the lid on, and meanwhile, hopefully you've got... You know those little... um, What would you call them? The thing that you... um, Oh, what's it called? Thing with blades on it that's like for baby food. Yeah, like a blender. Yeah, but the baby blender, yep. to call it. A hand, yeah, hand blender, yeah. No, not the stick one, but I've got one that's like a plastic container, like a big mug. Right, with a yeah. a that goes on the top. Listen, I've got, I've got all the gubbins. I very rarely use any of them, but I've got them all, this yeah. One, this one, once you've got into it, will you use it? Yeah, it's like it's a bullet thing. A, a, no, no. Um, yeah, but mine will do that. Anyway, so go on. Yeah, okay, anyway, it's just easy with this blendy thing. Yeah. But anyway, about about 10% by volume of, of uh, olive oil yeah. instead of like uh, food oil. Yeah. About half a garlic, um, lemon juice, about a tablespoon. And then when they drain, drain the chickpeas off, um, when they're cool enough for us to call it, so they're still warm. Mm-hmm. Put them, put them in the thing, and blend, blend, blend. But blend the first bit on its own, as they call it, before the chickpeas. Right. But okay. the twist is, the twist is, hummus actually means from any bean. So you could use, um, I've been using uh, what do you call it, red kidney beans. All right. 
and they're 30p a can, and the chickpeas are 33p a can from a certain supermarket that begins with A. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's just the cheapest place, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, it's, um, but anyway, it's, I use um, lime juice um, with the kidney beans. It seems to work, but you play about with it. Just keep playing about with it. It's about half the price of what you're buying in the shop with all the, without all the extra additives. Noted. But, but it's, the thing is, the... the what do you call it, the acid in the lemon or lime juice unlocks the iron in the beans. Not so much in the chickpeas, but in in the bean type thing. So you can use any of the different beans. All right. Now, the thing is, going back to the additives, you say about your stomach and all this lot. Yeah. Some people, there's the various additives in, let's call it a fizzy drink of the various sort, the aspartamines, the alpha-saltamines, there's various things. Um... And how they interact with the body, and then you've got the saccharin and uh, um, and all that lot. Yeah, do you know what? interact with the body is a whole complicated mess. It's not necessarily automatically gluten or what was the one you said? Um, (sighs) Lactose intolerance and gluten and all them sort of things. It could could be. be that. The additives. Do you know what? That might make, that could make sense because since I've not been drinking so much hot drinks because I'm off the milk, I've been hitting the fizzy drinks a bit hard okay it is an is an easy cheap drink right yeah. two litre bottle that's empty right fill it with and water round, <laughs> uh, yeah um round about 100 millimeters of your lemon or lemon or lime juice or a mixture of both i use about five tablespoons of sugar which is a fraction of what is in certain other products yeah um into the bottle yeah a little bit of water not not hot hot because it can alter the sugar, apparently. But anyway, make sure the sugar's dissolved and then fill more or less up to the top with water and then shake it around. Beautiful. You've got less, less, less sugar. You could put a little bit of sea salt in to make it, what is it, isotonic or whatever. Blimey, what are you, some kind of pervert? Salt in my drink. <laughs> but you, only a little bit, only a little <laughs> bit, right? It's All right. Just, it's just because you only need 0.6 of a gram a day, not six grams. Yeah. But the thing is, it depends what you're eating. But if you go very clean food, some people can become deficient in salt, which is more serious than having salt. Yeah. Too much salt, if you get what I mean. It's like I've just met people that grow all their own food and all the rest of it and um, beyond the good life, as to call it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and they become salt deficient or mineral deficient and various other things. It can go all over the place. Okay. But it's, just, it's a cheap drink but you know have fun <laughs> hope that's useful thanks very much mark i appreciate it oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand of course i'm not going to do any of that stuff it's just too hard experience the unconventional the unpredictable and the completely unorthodox the late night alternative with Catherine boyle on talk radio that talk of hummus has got me thinking about this story that I meant to tell you about at the start of the show, and perhaps there's a good reason why I didn't do that. And this, the conversation would have gone down a completely different path. Farting politician shuts down Kenyan Parliament. It was so bad, they had to clear the place. Emergency air fresheners are brought in while MPs accuse each other of being responsible for the smell. You see, people are people wherever you go. A farting politician, this is in the Mail Online. So it must be true. A farting politician shut down a session of parliament in Kenya as members blamed each other for the offending smell. I wonder if they do who you dealt it, smelt it over there. The row broke out in the Homer Bay County Assembly on Wednesday after one lawmaker accused a colleague of 
polluting the air. The MP in question denied the claims and said he who denied it supplied it and said, I cannot do such a thing in front of my colleagues, according to Kenyan media. The speaker said he who did the rhyme did the crime. No, he didn't. He hurriedly ordered air freshness to be brought into the chamber to tackle the problem. God, can you imagine? How many magic trees did they need? Get whatever flavour you will find in any office, whether it's vanilla or strawberry, the speaker demanded. <laughs> Let the sergeant spray the air with freshness to make it pleasant. Proceedings were interrupted. I, I really am missing Ian, but I am not missing that particular aspect of working in this confined space with him. Proceedings were interrupted for 10 minutes as the speaker ruled we cannot continue sitting in an environment that smells bad. It was a hot day already, apparently, and MPs have been fanning themselves with sheets of paper to keep cool. One of them was trying to fan it away by the sounds of it. However, the smell had cleared by the time the sergeants had located any bottles of air freshener. Members had been de deba uh, debating the lack of shade at market stalls when the unusual delay occurred. Terrible, terrible business. When I was pregnant, the first time around, my sense of smell was incredible. That's kind of one of the reasons I knew I, was, I might be pregnant, is that my um, face powder started to smell of cheese, like really strong cheese. And I'd be saying to my mum, can you smell that? No, it smells fine. No, it doesn't. It smells like sick, like proper. It was awful. Anyway, so my sense of smell was heightened, heightened. And also, uh, I was really into sausage rolls. But the sense of smell is what we're going on. And one Christmas, I was only about... So... Oh, must have got pregnant sort of early November. So I wasn't very far gone at all, but this was like at the height of the um, sickness and, uh, and the spidey senses. And we we're walking back from Christmas dinner at my parents' house. We were outside, bear in mind, right? In cold weather. So you wouldn't think it would carry. But my husband sneaked one out. I smelt it, and I swear to you, it made me throw up. get that door open quick enough I was going you better get the door open you better get the door open it was awful so um my heart goes out to Kenya and um thoughts and prayers to you guys it, it, it must have been awful let's go to Rebecca hello Rebecca hello Kath. how are you hello in unconnected news I have to say I don't think you're you're on to speak about that well I, I did uh, manage to clear a school canteen one <laughs> <laughs> dearie me they thought that someone had walked something in on their shoes. That's always bad, isn't it? That's always bad. I think my diet's changed since then. Good. Hopefully a bit healthier. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for ringing. What have you got for me? A couple of your callers have talked about filters on on, on cameras. Yes. And, uh, and, and, and uh, their own photographs. Yeah. yeah. And I made the momentous decision this week to dump face up. Yeah. And it takes a certain amount of bravery, oh, sounds silly, but bravery to do that because it's so, um, it's everywhere. Everyone's doing it. Yeah, that, that's why I was calling really because I've actually, it's really hard to do it. Yeah. Because once once you started using it and it got rid of those kind of wrinkles and the various bits that you're not necessarily very keen on. Yeah. Once you haven't got that facility, suddenly half the photos that you want to plaster all over Twitter. Yeah. Um, you're slightly reticent to do so. Yeah. And it's very silly because really it doesn't make an awful lot of difference. No, but you get used to seeing yourself like that and that's what I was trying to get across to um, to the guys earlier that were talking about meeting people in person after seeing their profiles online and saying, oh, it's outrageous, you know, they look nothing like themselves. But I think once you start doing it, you get used to seeing yourself that way and you don't think you look terribly different. 
Exactly. I mean, some it, people it, do it, take the mick, you know. Some people do <laughs> do, I, do shave, you know, pounds off and years off, and they know they're doing that. But I think sometimes with those filters, um, it, you you kind of end up subtly building it up over time, and before you know it, you're um, share. Yes, and it's a real psychological crutch. Yeah. Um, but you, you can do it with camera angles and things, so you could quite easily make yourself look very different mm -hmm. uh, at a bus station, a bus stop, and, and, and scare another guy away, as, <laughs> as we heard earlier. <laughs> yes. Lighting as well. Lighting is key. It certainly is, yes. I, I, I must have taken four million selfies in the last year, so um, I'm yeah. getting quite uh, quite aware of, of, of all the are, tricks of the trade. Are you getting better at them, or are you getting more critical? Um, more critical. I reckon I'd take 20 for everyone. I might show anybody. It's crazy, isn't it? It is. It's very, very fun. It's fun. Yeah, it, do you know what? It is fun as an artistic endeavour, but, um, yeah. I do... There was a stage a, a little while back where, um, I started to get quite... I don't know. You, you have your moments, don't you, where you, you start to feel a bit old or whatever. And you, especially like in this job, I'm working around a lot of young people, and it, some, sometimes it, it becomes apparent that they don't see you as one of the gang, right? You're kind of the mum, whatever. Mm. Um, and you see yourself through their eyes, and you think, oh my god. So I started to, you know, sort of step up my skincare and stuff. It wasn't just because of that, but it, you know, some, you get a little. It goes in fits and starts for me. I'll I'll start being really good about skincare, and then I'll forget about it for a while, and then I'll get good again blah 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 um but you know if you start comparing yourself to how you look on a filter you're never going to get that absolute pristine skin that everyone's going for no you're not no um, i got dragged into a shop a little while ago by someone who tried to give me a injection free botox this cream they put on your face oh yeah and it, it, it really tingles which is why you know it's working obviously they put something in it that that makes it tingle. Yeah. I don't know whether that tingle is a good thing or not, frankly. Yeah. <laughs> but um, they they wanted to charge you about £400 what? for this. And I figure the ingredients in it are probably worth a couple of pounds. Yeah. So I yeah. was never going to buy anything, but it was very nice to have that tingly Botox feeling for half an hour. Afterwards. Yeah. Would you ever get it done? <laughs> no, not in a million years, no. Um, it's not subtle well, enough actually, yet, is it? It's too I, obvious. I, I, well, it's because I know I, 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 if ever I have a botulism incident where I where I work, I'd have to deal with it. I don't really like the idea of having botulism in <laughs> my face. No, you're right. The most poisonous uh, thing known to man. So mm. yeah, uh, not for me that one. No. No, I don't. I don't. I think it's a very obvious look. I do wonder again with this thing of, you know, I've got friends that work in television and who have friends who have it done, and I do wonder whether hanging out with people that have work done means that you don't see it so much or you get used to it and you think that that's the look to that, that it's fine because to me it's very very obvious when someone's had that stuff done mm, yeah i think it is i think it is on the street if you see somebody walking past yeah i think one of my main regrets is that doing what i do that i didn't start doing it till i was 40 so if i could have done this when i was 18 and fresh skinned and i had better hair and things it would have been lovely mm. but um yeah. yeah so i do compare myself to some of the other girls around but that's a you know it's a mistake isn't it it is always a mistake and i catastrophize everything so that's something i have to catastrophize yeah yeah but th th this is the tragedy of it right we were talking to marilyn yesterday 
about how she used to think of herself when she said, well, I remember when I got married and I thought I was fat and I thought that I had a big nose and I look at pictures of myself now and I was lovely and I was just the slimmest I was ever going to be. <laughs> We're never going to be any better than this. <laughs> no. <laughs> the, the only way is down. We should embrace every, every step. Day it, every day it gets worse. Exactly. Every minute you're losing atoms. Exactly. Exactly. I've put a bit of weight on since last year and I'm gutted. I've got loads of nice clothes that I don't really fit in anymore. And I, and I remember thinking back then, oh, I'm getting a bit tubby. I can't get in those things anymore. Seize <laughs> <laughs> the day. That's what it is. Exactly. Isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I, I've started going to the gym because I've decided that if I am going to start to decline, I'll try and slow it as much as I can. But I, I think there's no stopping it, really. There's not. No, you have to embrace it. Yeah. Oh, I'm not going to waste time worrying about it. No, no, there's too many other things to worry about. Exactly. <laughs> Plus it gives you wrinkles. Yeah. <laughs> nice to talk to you, Rebecca. You too. Take care. Bye-bye now. Bye. 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 Let's have a word with Liam. Hi, Liam. Thanks. Oh, there you are. I opened the wrong fader. Am I in the right one now? You, you, you were always on the right one. It's just me going wrong. How I'm are you doing, right. Liam? You're right. I'm okay. Yeah. Uh, it's nice to speak to you again. You too. Uh, I, I spoke to you and Ian last week uh, about music. And oh, yeah, and I remember. You're Liam the singer. Yeah, from with Brighton. His, with his hands in his pockets in the woodland. Hands in, yeah, hands in his pockets. Liam. <laughs> I quite like that. That was nice. <laughs> Very casual. Casual Liam. Yeah, one of the best things I've been called. <laughs> How's your week been? It, yeah, not the best, but it's, it's been nice listening to, uh, to your show in the evening. Um, oh, thanks. Yeah different without Ian. Yes, it is. But He'll be back it, to wind me up the, again on Monday. Yeah, at the same time it's worse, but at the same time it's better. Right. right but yeah, so you deserve your own show. Ah, thanks very much, Liam. That's really kind of you. Uh, anyway, I just bought tickets for your show at the Carolina Brunswick. Oh, brilliant. That's always a really good night, you know. We have a good time there. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It'll be good. Two tickets for me and my partner. Brilliant. Well, when we see you, I expect you to have your hands on your pockets, and then that's how I'll recognise you. <laughs> yeah, cool. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be really good. Thanks for thanks for um, coming along to see us. We we always appreciate it when we can put faces to voices. Yeah, definitely. It's like a, a, a lovely community or show. That's uh, yeah. what I like about it. The Do most you know what? Place. That'll come across when you come to see us. Um, it's people sometimes come on their own, but they never feel like they're on their own. If you know what I mean. Yeah. Well, that's the, a, a good reason to be alive, I suppose. Yeah. Well, hopefully. Hopefully. Mm. Well, hey, thanks, uh, Yesterday, I, I was listening to your show yesterday, and you mentioned uh, in passing to someone about a documentary called Incels. Yes. After, you, after your show, I watched it before I went to bed. Yeah. That's absolutely insane. It, it blew my mind. I couldn't believe what was going on yeah. there. Yeah, the level to uh, which some people can dehumanise someone just because they've not got the same yeah. genitalia. It's nuts, isn't it? Well, that, literally. That catfish, that catfish guy, I'm not even sure if I could have sympathy for him. No. It was insane. No. Uh, Jesus Christ, that was insane. Everyone should watch that. That's a scary indictment of uh, um, modern culture, I think. Yeah, it's terrifying. I think there's a level of mental illness there. There's certainly isolation, but there's also the fact that they're kind of whipping each other up and saying that... Um, no, this is a thing, and it's a political thing, and um, you have rights, and it's time yeah. to seize them. It's terrifying. Yeah, there's definitely mental illness involved, but it seems to be associated with that little section of right-wing culture, so yeah. I don't think you can just blame it on mental illness. No, certainly not, but, I, and I wouldn't but, do that. 
no, no, I wasn't saying you. I just, yeah. uh, you know, the the royal you. <laughs> but blooming hell, that blew my mind. I, yeah. uh, I didn't realise people could be that evil. It's quite something, isn't it? Mm. Quite something. Well, it's good to oh, yeah, it's good to know oh, where no, they yeah, are. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think we should leave on a good note rather than a bad note. Go on, then give uh, me a good note. Uh, How about a high C? A high C? <laughs> uh, I'm not the best. I am a singer, but uh, I'm not going to do that. Ian could do it. What, a high C? He definitely well, he'll just sit, Ian could just sing on demand, regardless. You know? <laughs> yeah. He could, but you know what he's like. He's a yeah. show-off. Anyway, Liam, I've got to go because I've got to get to the news at a certain time because they're live and I'll be in trouble if I don't and I need to quickly yeah, get no to Yeah, no worries. Done. God bless you and uh, I'll see you soon. We'll Back at you. Soon. Yeah, I'll speak to you soon. Thanks very much for ringing, Liam. Dom, you're up. Hello. All right. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. I think he meant well. He did mean, he did mean well, but I, you know where halfway through someone's giving you direction and you're thinking, I've completely forgotten this, I'm just going to have to Google it. It was that yeah. kind of moment anyway. I've had many conversations like that, don't I? <laughs> exactly. Go on, quick. I wanted to ask you. I mean, oh, well, it's not really going to be quick, so I won't even bother. I was going to ask you about. Um, you started on Key One and Three, didn't you, as an intern? Um, I did work experience there for about two weeks. What's, oh, was that it? Yeah. All right. Yeah. That's the story. No, that's a good thing. It, yeah, that's the whole story. <laughs> that is the story. Yeah. And what is it, regale me with, like, tales of, like, Carl Pilkington and Steve Pank in the well, breakfast show and what they used to get up to? He wasn't there. He wasn't there. It was, uh, it, it was a whole nother bunch of people. And the mo the biggest highlight was the fact that I got to hang out with Noddy Holder and he was working on magic at the time. Oh, that's pretty sweet. Yeah, it was brilliant. It was brilliant. But you those people me. weren't there. He's such a nice fella. Anyway, ring me next week and I'll, I'll make something up for you. All right, brilliant. I'm on, I'm on later again. Oh, I'll have to do a song for you. <laughs> All right, see you later. Bye-bye. Bye. We've got a hard out, whatever that means. You've got a hard out, So me. you will respect my hard yeah, out. I will respect your hard out. 5851. It's very attractive. <laughs> um, I wish you, I wish you'd put me on with that caller because I was on Key 103 when it was Piccadilly. Right. I Dom, was... ring back in a, well, ring back now and you can have yeah. conversations. So I, I, I'm still quite close friends with James H. Reeve. These might all be a bit before his time, but when I was in, Phil Wood was on the breakfast show. These are all before your time. Pete Reeves. I knew all the those guys from Pete, and I'm still in touch with them on the, you know, on the internet. Yeah. Old radio presenters who are, you know, all these, because uh, they have like anniversary dues and things. Brilliant. But um, James H, particular friend of mine, is from Presswich in, in Manchester, yeah. same as me. We interviewed him a, a little while ago when we were talking about, you know, kind of the uh, trailblazers in talk radio. Mm. Oh, well, he was As a one. genre rather than as yeah, a station. Yeah, yeah, he was one. Yeah, he's great. Uh, yeah, and he was great at getting into trouble. He used to hit all the time. But I was, I was also worked on, on Hallam with him, so I knew all those Piccadilly people. Steve Pank, I knew. Dom, ring back 03444991000. Yeah, I'm not the ring person. Back after he one is. Yeah, exactly. ring back after one o'clock. Exactly. And I'll happily talk uh, Piccadilly radio. I'd gone by the time it was Key 103. I was I spent about, I think, eight, nine months at Piccadilly. Yeah. Um, Sita Gunaratna was a good friend of mine. She was on the news there at the time. So, uh, that's because that's what I did. I read the news. I was on the news at Piccadilly. I used to be a proper journalist. Yeah, I started out that way. Yeah. We it's were amazing, we went bad, didn't we? It went very bad. Went very bad. Um, anyway, so you're off on your holes. Next week. I've got yeah. two days in and then I'm off. Yeah, can we say where you're going? Yeah, Corfu. Corfu, lovely. Yes. So but just... it's all inclusive. I might as well be anywhere. Could be Blackpool. Oh, you're all inclusive? Yeah, I'm staying on wow. site. I'm going li- to be horizontal for the whole time. 
Are you really? And what about um, sunbathing? You're going to do any of that? What's on your fantastic show? You've got about mm, a minute. We're talking about the uh, dictator of Turkmenistan. Um, it's very interesting because um, the, the rumours that he's dead in Turkmenistan because he's one of these guys that's on the telly all the time. Right. So ne- suddenly he's not on the telly. He's not dead, but suddenly he's not on the telly. So everybody thinks he's dead, which is sort of the same thing that happens to Les Dennis. And, you know, people think you're, you're not on the telly. Must be dead. So um, we'll uh, we'll put that rumour to rest. Because I know there must be people out there terribly worried about the dictator of Turkmenistan. Very. That's why um, they're still up. Mm. And what else are we talking about? Oh, we're talking about Tarantino's new movie. Because I've been speaking to my good friend Brian Viner, who's the film critic of the Daily Mail. This is Once Upon a Time in it. Hollywood. Yeah, very controversial. A lot of people, especially sort of feminist film critics, yeah. absolutely hate it. Well, not enough Sharon but, Tate in it. They said. Uh, no, precisely. She, you know, she's a major character and she plays a very small partners. So All that are. coming Two up now. Mail. Two mail. Goodbye. Next week. Bye. This is Talk Radio.